Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. I'm your host, Steven, but call me Sir. <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Jessica. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. <laughs> just for this episode, right? Yeah, just for now. And this is the anatomy of... Wait, what, what are we going to talk about again? I forget... I think it had something to do with a bug, maybe? Oh, right. Ant-Man. No, that doesn't seem right. Oh, yes. Spider-Man, No Way Home. Ah, that's it. We've got a lot to say on this one. So just a reminder, this is our spoiler-filled episode reviewing Spider-Man No Way Home. So nothing is safe. If you have not seen the movie, politely fuck off. And come back when you have. Yes. And we will have plenty for you to listen to. Yeah, you'll have a lot. But we don't want you to hear it until you're ready. So, last warning. (laughs) Let's swing right in. Yeah. I mean, we got the basics. This came out in theaters on December 17th. Uh, It was directed by John Watts, written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. And it's obviously based on the Spider-Man comics by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Little numbers, just a couple of numbers. It had a budget of two hundred million, apparently, and immediately uh, grossed two hundred and sixty million domestic, and six hundred million worldwide. So this is just on the opening weekend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's uh, good news for mm-hmm. their. <laughs> I would. I, I didn't. I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I guess based on based on my reading and what we've reviewed so far this year that's probably one of the more successful movies we've seen already uh since the pandemic (laughs) yeah i mean this leading into this movie it it felt like this was going to be the movie that brought the casual viewer into theaters again yes and we had we had a good showing i'd say we had a good amount of people yeah honestly i think there were a lot more people that reserved seats in ours like when i was getting our tickets when like i think i feel like there were more seats that were quote unquote unavailable but people didn't end up showing up but mm-hmm. there were still a decent number of people there so yeah. i just was surprised to see some of the seats that I i'm i sure a lot of people just grabbed what they could and then and they were able to see it earlier or something like yeah, that yeah or, or changed up to see with somebody else or yeah or they were just trying to sell them didn't work out so they just you know whatever that's but true yeah it did feel because i've seen this twice now mm-hmm. it did feel like the second showing which was the middle of a weekday mm-hmm. early in a weekday yeah had more people than the showing we went to on opening night or i guess opening morning friday but yeah there were showings thursday yes which is weird that there were more later on, but maybe there's more people are hearing about the movie. They're like, oh, okay, I guess I do need to go see it in theaters. Maybe that's what's going, what's going on. Or more people had the week off. <laughs> I think we're just in a time where people are, are more inclined to be working at home than they usually yeah, were. Yeah, that's true. So people are just more able to go th- to theaters at any point in the day yeah. rather than, you know, after work. Right, yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of a bummer for us whenever we, on the on occasion, used to be able to go see movies in the middle of the day and nobody would be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of how it's been. I was like, I would go, I'll go do a 11 a.m. showing on yeah. a Tuesday. And then, yeah. like, oh, there's actually more people than I would have expected. The seat here. I want was taken. I'm like, what the hell is this? 
But yeah, this is definitely uh, going to be, I think, the leader of 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so quick plot summary without getting too deep is basically after the video footage frames Peter as the uh, murderer of Quentin Beck or Mysterio and reveals his identity to society, Peter struggles with managing his two identities. Um, after he approaches Doctor Strange and and attempts a spell to wipe the news from people's memories. Villains from other universes start coming into the MCU, and it's up to Spider-Man to fix his mistake, no matter the cost. So there was a lot of buzz about this movie <laughs> for quite some time. There was a, like, a very, very large amount of speculation and back and forth amongst different like groups on the internet of like, oh, we're going to see this. Oh, no, we're going to see this other thing. And it was, I feel like it caused a lot of uh, generated a lot of buzz um, mm-hmm. be coming up to its release. So it was nice to finally get some resolution to some of that. Yeah, I mean, like I was, I was saying, the big question that everybody had, it felt like in itself became marketing mm-hmm. without even needing to show any extra trailers mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. It was very exciting to, to finally sit there. And it was it almost was surreal to like be in theater actually ready to watch the movie yeah it definitely uh it was like, like almost like an out-of-body experience <laughs> like even after seeing it i'm like i wait i did just see this oh yeah <laughs> i'm not waiting for it anymore all right let's uh get into the characters we'll just kind of go in order of appearance and come talk a little bit about each character as we go and we'll get a little deeper into um some plot points First up, we obviously have Tom Holland, who returns as Peter Parker, or Spider-Man, as we know him. Um, and That's what his name was. Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. How did I forget that? I don't know. It's so weird. Um, I think that he's continued to do a really great job with this role. I Obviously, there's differences in how the different iterations of Spider-Man on the big screen have been portrayed. But I think that Tom Holland's done a good job with his version. He's a really good Peter Parker. I think he's not as good of a Spider-Man. Okay. Not that it's anything on him. It's just right. the direction they took the character. Yeah, there's... Because they were trying to fit him into a already existing MCU mm-hmm. to work with what they've done. Obviously, this movie answers a bunch of questions and complaints with how they've done that. You know, there's yeah. always the criticism that he's Iron Man Jr. Mm-hmm. Um... So we obviously get a huge resolution to that mm-hmm. whole backstory for him. I think this is probably his best performance in the MCU yeah. as Spider-Man. He, I think, nailed it with giving us this feeling of understanding his loss and like his motivations and like what what he stands for. Yeah, he definitely has. He's turned a corner because of the events of the last two movies. In this one, you really get to see more of his struggle with loss and not just loss, but how to move forward from that. Mm -hmm. And so it's not what you would necessarily expect from one of the other Spider-Men where they've lost Uncle Ben. (laughs) It's a different situation going on with him, but it's kind of leading him down a similar path. So you get to see the emotional growth of a yeah, and that, that, that was my biggest cons- <laughs> like my biggest issue with what they've done with the character is yeah they gave us the throwaway line like oh yeah my uncle Ben died and, mm-hmm. and you know whatever now I'm, I was bit by a spider and I'm Spider Man but yeah like you know, they 
Spark noticed it for us because we obviously have seen two iterations of it right. previously. But the viewer, I think, needs to see that devastation. Mm-hmm. They, they need to see that what has him going as Spider-Man. Yeah. He needs tragedy. Like, yeah. Spider-Man is one of the characters who tragedy is like what fuels his whole identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, yeah, they gave it to us with Iron Man, but like, it didn't feel quite the same as, you know. Yeah, it maybe felt a little bit more superficial because they didn't have a very long relationship. It was just, it was a little deeper than ran, like random people having met for that long, but it wasn't the same as losing your uncle. Yeah. So there wasn't maybe as as much meaning to it as there could have been in other versions. I think something else that changed in this third installment is we got to see, a, we saw a different side of our, this Peter Parker, and we also saw a new suit, which in the trailer kind of led people to wonder if it actually belonged to him or if it was going to be somebody else. Um, there's quite a, there's a handful of suits that we see him wear, but notably the new one is the the black and gold suit. And I think... Yeah, new as in, in quotations, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't want to take that from you. So I was like, I, I know that was the new suit that we saw, but what it was not exactly... No, it was not what it seemed. And it turns out it wasn't a new suit at all. It was just his existing suit turned inside out because somebody threw paint on him, which is really interesting. Yeah, green paint, right? Yeah. The colors to tied to Mysterio, right? It, yes. They had a very interesting narrative at the beginning of this movie, right? Mm-hmm. It obviously starts with... The events of Far From Home ending. Mm-hmm. And it's him and MJ basically trying to escape the the mob yeah. on the streets of New York. They kind of do like the whole endgame thing, right? Where, you know, we've seen the things where like Thanos was right and, mm-hmm. you know, very devi- divisive opinions on like yeah. the whole snap. In this movie, we kind of see that same thing at a smaller scale of like directly affecting Peter as mm-hmm. Spider-Man, where there's some people who think that he's like a menace. You know, obviously yeah. JJ likes to run that narrative. Yes. Uh, there's people that think he's a hero. You know, it just seems very interesting that uh, they kind of incorporated this whole idea of becoming a new celebrity and how the news outlets and the uh, the social commentary can can make or break you and then everybody around you. Yeah, that's true. You get there's what is clearly. I mean, maybe it's not obvious to the immediate viewer whenever they blast that video everywhere, but obviously the video has been doctored, and anyone who was actually there would have seen Spider-Man fighting the robots or and, uh, mm-hmm. drones or whatever, too. So anyone who was there would be like, well, that's not obviously not what happened. But it was an interesting statement about the... Uh, implications of the internet and having the ability to just share something on the internet and get people all riled up based on a video Mm -hmm. that may or may not be true which in this case obviously it's not (laughs) yeah so i thought that was interesting how it was like somebody just threw paint on him because they Mm -hmm. were like oh you are a menace yeah and like it it was something as simple as that and and so he couldn't get the paint out and Mm -hmm. so he just turned his suit inside out to do his whatever mission, mission later in the yeah. movie uh and all this time you know 
all of us doing podcasts or YouTube yeah. videos and all this stuff were like, oh, what's this suit going to be? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It could be this. could be that. And yeah. Oh, maybe it's a rubber it suit. It was just inside out because he couldn't wash it. Yeah. What doesn't... <laughs> is What's still unclear to me is why it's black and gold and it's inside out, but I get it. It's fine. Because I feel like those aren't the opposites of the colors that are on the top of it. Well, but... it wouldn't be the opposite. Be the, the suit could just be black and then it's got a coloring that's true paint job it's probably just like a base insulation layer or something so yeah who are we to question stark tech yeah i mean i obviously don't know how nanotech works but <laughs> but yeah so the, it was interesting and in clever way that they they gave us a new suit but mm-hmm. without really giving us a new suit yeah obviously it worked within the narrative of what the movie was doing mm-hmm. uh we do you know see his traditional iron spider suit that mm-hmm. we got from endgame yeah and then they also give him like a more traditional one later on with nanotech kind of on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like incorporated into the logo or designs mm-hmm. on top. But it Which wasn't... also kind of played into part of the, the plot yes. with, with Doc Ock and all that stuff. So, yes. Yeah, I think they did a good job with the suits. Obviously, every Marvel movie, they always give every character a different suit because, mm-hmm. you know, fashion is always changing in the superhero yeah. business. Of course. You can't wear last season's. <laughs> and then at the very end you get you see him with a more traditional a more traditional blue based yeah. spider-man costume Red and that, blue. that yeah. he's sewn himself all right let's jump into some of the other characters we have obviously zendaya comes in this movie as the mcu version of mj mm-hmm. as it's confirmed in this movie yes they've been very vague and cheeky about that but it's been confirmed her last name is watson she is just Michelle a different Jones. version of MJ. Yeah. Even though I feel like the, once after Homecoming, even like writers or producers or somebody who was a part of the movie was like, oh, that's not MJ. Yeah. I feel like there was some interview where they said like, that's not MJ. But yeah, they either didn't know what they wanted to do with that character and that's why it took this long or mm-hmm. they were just trying to fucking shut people up who were upset yeah. that that was MJ. Yeah, maybe. You can't silence us. Yeah. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I really do like what they did with her in this movie. I think that they took all of my complaints and problems with this character Mm -hmm. and they basically just squashed them. Yeah, it kind of sounds like they listened to all of your complaints. Yeah, I think they (laughs) were specifically just listening to me. (laughs) They're like, this guy hates her. We need to fix that. They had a whole different movie. (laughs) They heard a last podcast with me saying all these things yeah. about her character. Yeah. They're like, you know what? This guy gets it. Yeah. And then they just deleted their movie. And, and they started just over. started over. Yeah. Days before the it release. It was really interesting to hear you uh, and not hate her. Like, I feel like you... I was torn the whole movie. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't want to like this person. Yeah. But I, I, it felt like you could see in their interactions throughout this movie, like you could see their relationship growing mm-hmm. and like how much he relies on her strength mm-hmm. uh, to kind of get by yes these tragic moments yeah and I, she felt more like a mary jane mm-hmm. because they actually gave her like a personality even like she was yeah. She wasn't just like a snarky comment every once in a while. Yeah, she had like full conversations and everything, but she definitely had more of a part in this than I think she had ever had before. I think it was good that they fleshed out her character and made it not weird. 
because mm-hmm. obviously they were going for her being his being his MJ. Um, but at the same time, by the end of this movie, like it's a little confusing, like why they even bothered at that point. Yeah, true. But I guess it's just to shut people like me up. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they're like, we are tired of all these people podcasting about us. Yes, <laughs> they're trying to get rid of all the podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised what they did with that character. So what about Ned? How do you? I feel like he um, he kind of goes. But I I can't really get a read on if I like what's happening with him because my question is: a Does Spider Man ever have a quote unquote chair guy in the comics? Is that a thing? Um, I know that Ned does exist, but as far as I'm aware, he is a villain. I think he's the Hobgoblin in a variant. Okay. Comic version. Okay, interesting. Um, so I don't know if there's a version of him who is besties with okay. Peter Parker and helps him with shit. I have no idea. I'm really confused too because wasn't there like a bunch of news outlets showing him being hella skinny and stuff? He lost yeah. a bunch of weight. He did lose a lot of weight. Where was that? I in this am movie assuming... he was the same weight, so it must have just been stuff from after filming that. Yeah, I read and... something the other day that he said he was like. He lost the weight during 2020 or 2021. So it, it, he was like, it It inspired him to lose the weight because he was getting out of breath like during work, like during mm-hmm. doing this. So I think it was after or towards the end of when okay. they were filming. Because I just feel like I don't remember one moment in this movie where he looked like he was a different weight. I feel like he looked slightly thinner in some scenes, but they were probably... Who knows? Maybe he was thinner and they just like, here, put this pillow in your... Sure. You need yeah. to look the same size That's as you've true. been the last two movies. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. It just, I guess I, I, the narrative was the weight loss was something about the movie. Everyone yeah. kind of expected oh, that he was okay. going to be Hobgoblin. Got it. But obviously that doesn't happen as far as we're aware. Yeah. But I don't know. I, the, his character was kind of used as just kind of a way to move the story along. I felt like this one, they gave him this. Oh, I have magic in my family. Yeah, shit. that was kind of threw me for a loop. And then all of a sudden, he just learned how to do portals. Yeah, he's in, able to use Doctor in like a half an hour when yeah Doctor Strange took how many years to fucking yeah, learn it in his movie. That bothered me a lot. That that thing, I yeah, that whole thing really kind of annoyed me. Yeah, it uh, didn't it like it takes away from the accomplishments of Doctor Strange. Yeah, exactly. Back in the day or whatever, but yeah, I agree. Or it just says that he's like really has a lot of potential yeah he's got magical blood or whatever but like i i don't know they're i don't know if they're going somewhere with that but i'm not i don't love it uh and it also is very confusing especially considering the ending of mm. the movie so <laughs> i'm curious what the blades are all about on the wall they're in this there's a scene in the movie where he's at his grandma's house or whatever is his mom his grandma i think it was his grandma grandma and there's like all these like weird shaped blades or mm-hmm. knives or something on like a plaque on the wall yeah um it felt like they kind of focused on that for a while mm-hmm. i can i couldn't really figure out what it was about i tried to look online i didn't really get any answer it has to be something a part of like his heritage and maybe some kind of magic tie-in yeah i I also couldn't find anything about that, but it made me wonder if those knives were somehow related, but I couldn't find an answer either. Yeah. Um, although the way that they're going, he could potentially still have somewhere or someone to be, and we'll have to, that only remains to be seen if he continues to be. Yeah, he could be somebody's 
knife guy. Yeah. <laughs> he like somehow is use- able to use the knives to k- generate portals or something ridiculous. Um, he just cuts his way through dimensions. Yeah, yeah, he just cuts the air and then walks through a hole. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like the, the the magic thing seemed a little forced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I it, I I feel like it was forced, but mm-hmm. I also understand why they did. It worked in what they were doing. Yeah, it just it does feel like could have been a better way. I guess I, I don't agree. Know. Yeah, I guess it was a way for them to. Not necessarily have Doctor Strange in the whole movie, which is, I will say, they did a really good job of not having him in as much as I thought he would be. Because, like, yes, you know, it's kind of like what they did with Homecoming, where it felt like Iron Man was going to be in the movie a lot, and he really wasn't. Yeah, Doctor Strange was in this one probably more, I would say, yes. than Iron Man was. But I think they played really well with how they used Doctor Strange in this one. Yeah, uh, obviously, he's played by Benedict Cumberbatch. He's been Doctor Strange since his origin movie and all the way through to now. Yeah. He's apparently not the Sorcerer Supreme in this one, huh? I know. That threw me off. And then he's like, oh, te- on a technicality. And it's like, oh, okay. This is some bullshit. Like, be, yeah. I'd be mad. So, because he was dusted. <laughs> yeah. I guess Wong gets yeah, cause he was, the title. He's like, oh, well, I was gone for five years or whatever. Like... I guess there has to be a Sorcerer Supreme while you're gone. But but to me, I'm like, well, why didn't, wouldn't it just like go back to you after you're back? But maybe that's not how it works. I don't know. Once you're the Sorcerer Supreme, you can't not be anymore. Was he the Sorcerer Supreme, though? Yeah, I think so. I don't even remember if he was technically that label yet. I thought he was whenever he had the... Um, I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought he was, but maybe I'm making that up, too. But anyways, it was interesting to see that, that Wong got that. Yeah. Um, one thing I really liked about this movie, I think, is the relationship that they kind of gave Doctor Strange with Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell, like, he cares about Peter, but he doesn't necessarily want to, like, say it. Yeah. Uh, he He's kind of taking on the Iron Man role mm-hmm. in his own way. Yeah. You know, like, but he's, he's like hands off, but, yeah. like... I feel like he's even, like, less of a kid's person than Iron Man was. <laughs> Yeah. So he's like clearly struggles with like, uh, can I say yeah. this? Well, there's or... a moment too where he like gets frustrated with him for the whole spell thing, right? Yeah. And not even going to the college first. Yeah. And he says, "I forget sometimes that you're that you're just you're still a child. Yeah. You know, we saved the world together. <laughs> yeah. And I forget that. You yeah. Are a child. Mm-hmm. Um. But also, like, you kind of see that like fatherly, I guess, love where he's like. Wanting to help him, yeah, with his problem mm-hmm. by doing the spell initially, yeah. Which when we get the scene in the trailer, right, where he mm-hmm. Peter's asking him to do this whole spell, yeah. Wong's like, "Don't you do that spell?" Yeah. Uh, when he leaves into the portal in mm-hmm. this movie, he yeah. just says, "Leave me that out of it." That was a total fucking bullshit. He doesn't even say, yeah. "Don't do that." He just says, "Leave me out of it," yeah. which completely changes the context Absolutely. of that trailer. And he doesn't have the whole like wink situation like that's all doctor strange had this whole narrative in that trailer and everyone's like he may be a different version is he a variant (laughs) yeah i mean that was a thing people were asking (laughs) i may have been a part of that uh and so it's interesting because like that you know it's another interesting way that they manipulated the trailer Mm -hmm. without having to do cgi it's, they're finding cheaper methods where they're basically just filming alternate scenes to put in the trailer, it seems. That's a good point. Uh, just so they could throw people off. 
Because as soon as we saw that scene and he didn't say what he said in the trailer, I was like, Really? Oh, well, I guess Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange. Okay, I guess he's just normal then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just nobody cares yeah. that they're doing the spell. Yeah. It's not like a out-of-character moment. Yeah. This is very... It's... Man, they just don't even... It seems like they just... Uh, in When they're making trailers now, they're just like, we're just going to straight up lie. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're just going to make shit up. As long as it's got the same characters in it, we're good-ish. Not even that, actually. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Still have no answer on the eye of Agamotto in this movie, though, right? He's wearing the the necklace. Yes. There's no time stone. He even references right. that to we Peter. Know there's He's no like, I don't stone. have a time stone anymore. Yeah. Remember that. Mm-hmm. So we have no way of doing this whole thing. Yeah. That's when they come up with the spell later mm-hmm. on. So really, I guess it's just cosmetic. It was just there because we just, that's how we know him. As I mean, having that on his neck. And yeah, we don't really get a answer as to why he has I it. I think it's still like a powerful relic or something like that. If I remember, they talked about it. But unless at the time the power was only because it had the time stone in it, I'm not sure. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, it could just but be like, oh, this is mine It now. plays no factor in this movie. Yeah, though, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I was kind of wondering if there was going to be something to it, but no, not really. Hmm. So yeah, I really, I did enjoy the relationship they gave them. I think it worked really well. It kind of conveyed where they've been since Infinity War mm-hmm. and Endgame and just what they've done yeah. <laughs> as the Avengers and all that yeah. stuff. Um, I really loved how they did the fight scenes between them, I guess, if you want to call it that. Not really a fight, more like a a, ch- a chase, I guess. Yeah, there was definitely... But Marvel likes to do this, where they kind of pin the characters against each other. Just mm-hmm. kind of give the, the fans that, like, well, who would win in a fight? You right, know? yeah. And obviously no one ever really wins. There's it's no just, stakes. uh yeah. See how clever and, and useful their, their powers are against each other. Yes. Um, I loved what they did with this. I think it was really clever how he used the portals to try and gain leverage on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Spider-Man would use the the portal to... like He'd use his web through the portals to try and like use it as like a balancing mm-hmm. to grab things. Yeah. And it also... the Something that I was... I don't know. I was kicking myself for not realizing it. But once we saw the some of these scenes in the movie, I was like oh, yeah, of course they're in the mirror dimension. Like, I didn't think about that whenever we were well, watching the trailer well, uh, and everything. Well, that's another thing that they tricked you with, yeah. right? Because in the trailer, they don't show the no. mirror dimension in yeah. the background. They just show a normal world. Yeah. But in retrospect, you're like, okay, yeah, that is what it looked like when they were in the mirror dimension. They could do weird shit with things and make it mm-hmm. do Inception stuff. And I, it was like, oh, of course. I should have suspected that. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. I should have. So it made so much more sense that mm-hmm. that would be, because obviously... Well, it, I mean, I kind of figured it was the mirror dimension because it, it how else would a train turn into yeah, six I mean, different trains and circle maybe itself? I'm, maybe I'm just dumb for not noticing, but to me it was like, oh, well, like the fabric of reality is falling apart, mm-hmm. so that's why this is happening. I, I guess you... Yeah, I guess you could say that, well, Doctor Strange did that, trying to stop him, yeah. instead of it being like in the mirror. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if like reality was falling apart, so things like that mm-hmm. were just happening, and he was controlling it. Yeah, that's one thing that was really cool about this movie is we didn't really know the scope of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, like for all we know, like this is like a big catastrophe that's going on. Uh, it felt a lot more smaller scale for Spider-Man personally, mm-hmm. but obviously it seems to lead into the next Doctor Strange movie and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought it was really fun how they they 
played their their powers against each other. When Peter stole the that device, whatever that was gonna basically send everybody back mm-hmm. and reset the spell. Peter tries to web out, and he he puts up portals so that it webs his own leg. Yeah, and kind of it's like you know like literally the game Portal. It, yes, it, it kind of did like a yeah. whole aspect of that to to keep him there. And yeah. Then, I loved, too, how uh, even after he was sent into, after Strange sent Peter into the um, astro plane. Yeah. His spider sense was still going. Yeah. When he was trying to grab that it from him. That was pretty crazy. I thought that was so clever how they did that. Yeah. And if you notice. Like, how are you doing this? Did you notice how uh, he even had, like, the the waves on his head. Oh, I didn't in notice. the astro plane. Like you could see the spider sense tingling on his head. I did not notice that. That's so cool. Yeah, like in previous movies they just kind of show like his hair stick up. Yeah. You know, very subtle things. Yeah. But like in this they actually give you a, a more comic style. Yeah, because that's like representation. very much like you get these like wiggle lines around yeah. his head. And so like you actually see him doing that when he's in the astro plane and his you know body's just yeah moving the, the device and yeah. his arms are just avoiding strange from grabbing it. Yeah. And, it's uh, interesting to see that component of how powerful the Spidey sense or the Peter Tingle yeah. is. <laughs> it, it's very subconscious level. It's like he's yeah. not even doing it himself. Yeah. It's just his body mm-hmm. does it for him to an yeah. extent. Yeah. And we see him use it a few times later on where it's a little bit more uh, conscious. Where he's like He's yeah. thinking about, he, he can sense something and he's trying to figure it out. Yeah. So let's kind of jump into the this spell. So yeah. as we talked about earlier, Mysterio gave away the whole fucking identity of Peter mm-hmm. being Spider-Man. Yeah, what a dick. It's kind of a dick move. Yeah. It's like, if I can't win, nobody can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So pretty much the whole world knows now. Mm-hmm. And it cost MJ, Ned, and him the ability to get into MIT. Yeah. Because of the, I guess, the, the negativity of... You know the 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 social yeah their their letter said narrative in, in unfortunately in light of recent controversy we're unable to extend an offer blah 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 so which is like ridiculous so he goes to to Doctor Strange to yeah. make us well initially to use the time stone and he yes. finds out he doesn't have it like, still oh damn and he's like okay well we could try this spell instead that yeah. will make everybody forget you are Spider Man mm-hmm. and then it, all hell breaks loose yeah well because Peter <laughs> is. While he's, he's making like, the spell, oh, he's he's going there. He's like, well, hold on. MJ needs to remember. Yeah. What about Ned? Also Ned. Oh, Aunt May. Also Aunt May. Oh, Happy. You know, he's constantly yeah. changing the spell, which I thought was really cool uh, how during the spell, Doctor Strange is making it, right? It's this big yeah. ring around him with mm-hmm. these like ruin type yeah, characters. Yeah, there's like glyphs that are floating around in like... And uh, he's manually shifting stuff in and out of the rings as yeah. he's putting new layers in. And it's right. like he's adjusting and and changing the spell live as Peter keeps fucking it up, you know, with yeah. it. And I thought that was very interesting and clever how they did that. Yeah. I have uh, a problem with that, though, because I feel like if I were Doctor Strange, I would just be like, nope, okay, we're going to stop here. Mm-hmm. And you're going to write down everything you want and you're going to figure it out and then I will start again. Yeah, you'd think they would have been a little bit more like, let's have a game plan. This is yeah. specifically I'm what... Not... It's like the whole like careful what you wish for genie yeah. thing, right? Yeah, I'm not a fucking uh, idiot. I mean, you think Doctor Strange would, of all people, be like, you have to be very specific how yeah. this is worded. Exactly. And maybe even not trust him to word it. And do it. Trust like... it, him, like, do it himself. Yeah. 
So to make that sure there is no fuck ups. To me, was very confusing because I was like, "Why would he have let this happen? Mm-hmm. He has to know how powerful this spell is." Mm-hmm. And well, he also shouldn't have let him in the room to do it. Right? True. He should, probably should have just been like, just "Okay, himself, I'm gonna yeah. go do it. I'll be right back." Yeah. Um. But at very minimum, unless it wasn't possible for him to stop in the middle of it, I don't know. But whatever. That yeah. that bothered me. Yeah. So it gets out of control, like you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. And he had to contain it. Did you notice? I swear, I, I've seen nothing about this. I've tried to look it up. Nobody seems to have seen this. So either I'm crazy, but I feel like you said, did you see the white person, like mm-hmm. silhouette in the background? Yeah. When the spell was going awry. Yeah, when there was like a there, gap. All the purple yeah. sky, and then there and was then like there was a, a white. There was a white silhouette. Yeah, there was yeah. something there, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Both times I've seen the movie. I swear I've seen it there. Yeah. And I've seen nobody reference this huh. in um, like news, you know, articles and stuff about, you know, like the whole, you know, all the things you should know, or whatever, the Easter eggs and shit like yeah. I've seen nothing about this. Huh. I have to assume like my first reaction is like it's either the Watcher. Yeah. Which would tie into like stuff later on that we kind of True. suspect. Mm-hmm. Or... Maybe it was a glimpse of one of the villains coming through, as we, you know, find out shortly after that Spider-Man villains from all these different universes are, are being drawn to this one because of the spell. Something yeah. went wrong, and so instead of people forgetting who Spider-Man is, mm-hmm. all the villains who know who Spider-Man is are drawn to him. Mm-hmm. That's what I interpreted was yeah. going on. Yeah, because his last thing is, basically everyone who already knew who Spider-Man, knew I was Spider-Man, should still know. But it's like, as you're making that stuff up on the fly, I'm sure it's an issue of wording in this very, mm. very complicated spell. So somehow this weird shit goes down and everybody who knows Peter Parker as Spider-Man is after him and is being drawn to him, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the white silhouette as well and I'm curious about it, but... Yeah. I've tried to look it up. No one's talking about it. So hmm. it's either... It was just a villain and nothing more, or it was something bigger that will be revealed to later on. Yeah, it's going to be some like secret Easter egg thing, and that it's going to like be revealed in like five movies down the line. Like, oh, did you remember this from this movie? <laughs> Nobody remembered. Like, yeah. oh, was that a thing? Oh, that? Yeah. And then we can be like, I fucking told you so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. I would greatly appreciate that opportunity to be yeah, better than others. I know. <laughs> So, yeah, so he does a spell, goes bad, he has to conceal it, which, if you notice, the way he does it, it's very similar to, and this will be spoilers for Mm -hmm. the What If Mm -hmm. series, Uh, there's that episode with Doctor Strange specifically, yes, where he uh, does a spell to get what he wants, essentially, Mm -hmm. it goes bad, and he, I think, has to conceal it later on in this Thing. I don't remember what it was called, but um, yeah, some kind of like it looks very similar to that exact thing in this. It's like a cube inside of a sphere or a sphere inside of a cube situation. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was just whatever, just the spell inside of the sphere. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought that was an interesting parallel and like kind of maybe like foreshadowing maybe. Of, <laughs> of things to come mm-hmm. in the future. Seems like it could be. Right after this moment, he goes to try to talk to the 
person in charge at MIT mm-hmm. on our freeway as yeah. she's <laughs> going to the airport. Not creepy at all. Not at all. Uh, no. If you notice too, his um, his suit, the AI, was not Karen. It didn't have the Edith control anymore. It seems like the it seems like the DODC agents uh, confiscated all of his stuff. You know. Earlier on, we probably should have brought this up. The mm-hmm. you know he was under investigation, or he was he was brought to be questioned at the police station yes. for uh, the for... murders or yeah. attempted murders. Yeah, or whatever the attacks it is. and the murder and all of this bullshit that was based on a fake yeah. video. So uh, he lawyered up, and actually yeah. we did get a cameo. Yeah, from uh, what we kind of all suspected, but it's it's just confirmed now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Cox is coming back as Matt Murdock. And or Daredevil. Yeah. And I think we proved, he proved that it's going to be both because he's a lawyer and talks to him about his situation. I go, oh, you're going to be fine. You're going to, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I heard he's a really good lawyer. Yeah. And you want to know why he's a really good lawyer? Because he can catch bricks. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a brick comes through the window and he catches it backhand. Yeah. Right before it hits Peter. Right. I thought that was kind of a weird thing. So he, because Peter was like, how did you do that? He's like, oh, I'm a really I'm good a really lawyer. I'm a really good lawyer. Like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? I was so thrown off by that. Like, I liked it because it was kind of funny yeah. and off. The, but... the bar exam, they throw bricks at them yeah. while, they're, while they're... It turns out that's all While they're is. taking the test. Yeah. If <laughs> you can't catch the bricks, you don't pass the test because you don't make it out of there alive. You have to catch uh, 98 bricks out yeah. of 100. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of weird that he even did that, though, because... The whole situation is he knows he's Spider-Man based off everything that's happened. Everybody does, yes. So by that logic, he wouldn't need to reveal his power mm-hmm. and ability. Right. Because he would know that Spider-Man would be able, to, be able have to have either have caught have... it or or avoid getting hit by it. Either way, he would survive, so it wouldn't matter because yeah. he's... And he would know that Peter would think he's blind, so he wouldn't have seen it. Right. Yeah, that's true. It it was a very interesting choice of Matt Murdock to reveal that, but I don't know if he has some kind of motive that he kind of wanted to plant the seed in Peter's head that something else, something may not be as it seems. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it. I, oh, we were just getting an Easter egg, right? right we were yeah. just getting a cameo to get people excited for the future of more Marvel content. Yeah, like we yeah. know that he's gonna be. Coming back now, uh, I think there was like rumored that he's going to be in a lot of different of the Disney Plus shows. I think She-Hulk is an obvious because, you know, lawyer stuff. Yeah. She's also a lawyer. Yeah. Not as good because she has yet to catch a brick. Yeah. But. Uh, she's an okay lawyer. Yeah. She's yeah. <laughs> she's a mediocre lawyer. Yeah. So far. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that people were thrilled to see him back because people were big fans of him mm-hmm. and the Netflix series, so... I mean, he's either going to get a movie, a bigger role in someone else's movie, or his own TV show, right? Yeah, it, that's... It's... A, I feel like he should at least get Daredevil involved in Disney Plus mm-hmm. series. Like, he'll get that back again. Yeah. At the very least, they set the foundation that he could do a team-up with Spider-Man in Absolutely. the future, right? Because that's yeah. things that have happened in the comics. He's yep. teamed up. Even Doctor Strange has team up with Spider-Man. So yeah. like, we kind of got that in this movie. Yeah. So, you know, they could do it with Daredevil. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but just going back to the police interrogation thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the DODC agent, his name was Cleary. Okay. He referenced uh, how 
Fury has been off planet for a year and that he couldn't possibly have been a, like basically suggesting that Peter was lying about ask to, to go ask Nick Fury about like Mysterio yeah, and yeah, the shit like, that he was, was there happened. the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And he said he's been off planet for a year. Yeah. How would he know that? That's a good question. So could he be a scroll? Okay, and then because like, that would be in my head, that's the only way he would possibly have known. Yeah, that Nick Fury was off planet. It's not like Nick Fury's going and telling everybody. As far as we're aware, Shield doesn't exist anymore, right? Yeah. Well, it does, but it's like WandaVision, whatever had Shield, right. but small like, groups. Yeah. It's not the same thing as it was before. I don't think. Right. So I would assume that the only people or beings that would know would be like ones close to the project that he's doing or Mm -hmm. just his mission or whatever obviously last we saw him was from far from home and credit where he was on like a spaceship it seemed yes so on a beach yeah (laughs) a space beach ship yeah so i'm wondering if this is kind of like a a tease of something that we could see more of Mm -hmm. um going into secret invasion yeah that's an interesting point i didn't even catch that but it does make sense i mean it could be as simple as like the dodc is in contact with fury but like i don't know why they would be because that's like something that iron man or tony stark started up right Right, yeah to to clean up the messes unless they have like of their battles yeah it's not really a government thing that's true it's also unless they have like a collaboration with what's left of shield so they know about some of that stuff for that reason yeah i guess yeah i mean it's just probably like fine comb stuff that it it, it may be nothing but just something i wanted to it's noticeable point out yeah all right let's get into the villains yeah we have five Mm -hmm. we do not have a sinister six that we did not get that in this movie no so instead we're gonna have to settle for the fickle five It's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like every single villain, you couldn't tell whether they were with him or against him. Yeah. Like every every other scene, they were like, ah, okay, yeah. I, I'll, I get what you're doing. Let's, yeah. let's, let's cure us and yeah. let's get us back home. And then they're like, well, but I like to be evil. Yeah. And there was just like no consistency on yeah. what, what they wanted. Yeah. So obviously Doc Ock is the most known of the trailer mm-hmm. uh we got him he's from the raimi verse mm-hmm. he apparently came back exactly when he was choking out spider-man at the end of their movie yeah before he regained control of his own arms mm-hmm. and took out the machine yeah. that drowned him mm-hmm. so he still is evil in this one he's coming after spider-man which he thinks is his toby mcguire mm-hmm. peter parker Turns out it's not. Yeah. Uh, but there was like a really cool fight scene here where he's just destroying the fucking freeway. He's yeah. throwing cars. Uh, I think they made really good use of how he would use his tentacles in a battle to just throw anything and everything at Spider-Man. Yeah, could, and just like rip stuff find. apart. I feel like his tentacles were growing... Like, on command. Like, they seemed, like, much larger than I I'm remember I'm curious them. how long they can go. Yeah. Because there's only so much... You can't create or destroy matter. So there's yeah. got to be, like... I don't know what the limits are. It's interesting to think about. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like they were getting so much bigger than I would have expected. 
it was a really fun fight scene. Yeah, and you say, so it's not nanotech, but we do get to see a part where the nanotech is incorporated into the appendages. Mm -hmm. Another trailer thing, right? Yeah. Where we like, well, how does he get it? Because it seems like he basically upgrades to Mm -hmm. have like a Iron Man tech type arm coating on his Mm -hmm. tentacles. Really fun, clever way how they did this. So he basically tore off part of the the suit's chest. Mm Mm-hmm fighting spider-man had him pinned upside down mm-hmm. and when he went for the fatal blow to stab him in the face or no in the chest in the chest just to yeah. stab him in the chest peter used the nanotech to transfer from his mask to his chest to protect him from mm-hmm. getting impaled yeah that was very clever uh which revealed that he was peter parker yeah. <laughs> and then Doc Ock's of like, a different you're not peter variant yeah <laughs> yeah so I thought that was a really fun, clever way of kind of introducing him to why he finds out that it's not his Peter Parker. Yeah. His, you know, it's not his Spider-Man. But, like, it's in a realistic way where he's not just taking the mask off. Right. And it's dramatic, right? It's like, so dramatic. <laughs> and then my favorite is that, like, Peter's like, I'm so confused right now. Or something like, mm, like hanging upside down. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's his response. Then he uses the nanotech to control him, right? Yes. He, he incorporates it and, and basically uses it to sink into his tech. <laughs> yeah, pairing device. Yes. <laughs> Which was so cool because... And that explains how he was able to basically capture him. Right, yeah. So he it's now has... An answer to several of our questions. A way to, like, restrain him, you know? Yeah. Obviously, Doc Ock would not be easy to restrain. Right. It's interesting, too. Like, do you think that the... Uh, incorporation uh like do you think that the nanotech being incorporated into the appendages was intentional by peter or was it like so that he could gain control or do you think it was just a, i think a it was just, i think it was a reaction yeah i think it was just reaction because he didn't know that he was gonna tear off part of his suit right so once it incorporated i think he just knew oh i could control him potentially yeah. and yeah. he just knew to try yeah and it worked like i don't think it was his plan okay from the start. Yeah, it was one I was kind of get couldn't get a vibe of whether he did that had done that on purpose or he just was like, well, let no, me just I try think it's this. just a way of kind of showcasing how smart he is and yeah. being able to adapt to the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So initially, obviously, Doc Ock's coming at him from a we're enemies angle, and then once he finds out he's not his Peter, he gets a lot more uh, talkative, and they they end up. Obviously, he's under control, so he can't attack him. But it's interesting that we see uh, multiple, like, a lot of conversation between them because of... Well, he's has, he has a lot of questions, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's brought into this other universe mm-hmm. that he can't explain. Right. Now he's, like, dealing with a different Spider-Man. He's mm-hmm. dealing with tech he's never seen that's way advanced beyond mm-hmm. him, which was arguably probably the most advanced of At his time, time yeah. when he made it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would probably have a lot of questions, too, whether I'm evil or not. And, of course, Green Goblin pops in yep. out of out of this whole situation as he's finished dealing with Doc Ock. And we get the signature pumpkin bomb. Yes. I will say, I think it, as much as people laugh at the armor in this, like, that Green Goblin has, mm-hmm. like, I know I definitely think it was terrible yeah, in the old movie yeah. but like i think nostalgia has kind of made it feel more like it's enjoyable like just it work better yeah 
Because when he shows up on screen, obviously it's all CGI this time around. Right. But, like, I will say, like, it didn't feel like it was as hideous as, like, I feel like mm-hmm. I react when I see the first movie. Right. It didn't feel uh, as... Like, it felt like it fit more in the world, I guess. Yeah. That's... Maybe just because it's in this world, which has more advanced tech, and it just feels like it kind of... Yeah. But that whole experience was short-lived because he is teleported back by Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and gets the whole spew. Evil villains that are, you know, Spider-Man's villains are popping in from other dimensions yeah. and uh, use this magic doohickey that he... Yeah, like a wrist thing. Yeah, that he makes yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to go zap them into these cages. Mm-hmm. And we'll deal with them from there. That they they already have cages. Like, uh, there, there's a little bit of, like... Why do you already have these? Uh, why do you already have this dungeon available and like ready to go? Or did they just like make it at that time? There was a couple of questions I had about that, but well, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, he probably has used it before for other beings. Or yeah, I guess that's true. Like, I don't think he necessarily made it. It's probably been there as part of the sanctum. Mm-hmm. So, how did what? What are your thoughts on like why do you think that Doc Ock and Green Goblin knew where Peter Parker? Even though it wasn't theirs, where he was and went there immediately, whereas I think it's didn't. just I have to assume that it's just they're drawn there mm-hmm. instinctually because of the spell. Like I okay. don't. That's the only thing that could make sense to me. Like otherwise, it's just completely ridiculous convenience that they happen to be right where Spider Man is. Yeah, and also, how would they know it was Spider Man if he was not Spider Man? He was Peter Parker talking to the MIT. Uh, rec- you know, whatever recruit or whatever oh, the hell she was. That's a good was. point. They were just. Um, I get. Well, the helicopter is broadcasting, watching him, right? That's true. So I guess they're watching TV. Maybe, yeah. And they're, they spit out their beer, point at the TV, be yeah. like, "I know that guy." <laughs> and they like run over there. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> the only explanation, I guess. You're is right. They, that's the only way they found out through. Like you know, there's a bunch of big screen TVs all over the fucking city, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's well, true, like, right? Yeah, no, the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Times Square or whatever it is, right? So, I mean, I, I, it seems like Spider-Man is like the topic of discussion in the news. So, uh, I guess they probably had easy access to knowing where he would be in that capacity. That's true. Since he was swinging around looking at, right before that. Mm-hmm. I think it was interesting how they kind of approach Electro in this one. Because yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, you know... It seems deemed the worst movie yeah. in history. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've never really felt that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's not a great movie, but like, I feel like it gets a lot of shit that it isn't that it doesn't really deserve. Mm-hmm. But I will say, his character in that movie was not the greatest. At least when he's Max Dillon. Right. And I think they kind of went creatively in a, a direction to kind of avoid this i'm curious if that's marvel wanting to do this to like separate from that character uh to like to fix the character or if it's more of a maybe jamie fox wasn't gonna return unless they let him do a like a a cooler let him play himself version yeah, yeah play him <laughs> basically is what he did right he, yeah he's he's <laughs> Totally just completely different. A completely he's, different he's person. more chill. He doesn't yeah. seem to have this, like, paranoia that he has in the other right. movie. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you could explain through, like, the impulses of the electricity. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But, sure. 
it, yeah, there's a completely different demeanor about the character. And he looks different, he acts mm-hmm. different, he talks different. It's just... Yeah. Like he's got his body back, he's no longer yeah, the he's purple. No longer just pure energy. He's just a guy who's <laughs> yeah. now able to control energy. Yeah. Uh, we first see him show up at a power plant or something. I don't yeah, it's know. like a power substation or yeah. something. It's not, yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man shows up in the black and gold for the first time mm-hmm. because he can't fucking get that paint out. Yeah. Uh, he's got Ned and MJ on a phone yeah, taped to his chest, which I thought was weird chest. and wasn't sure what the point of that he was. He doesn't have a heads up display anymore, so he's just like... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. Okay. So he's using them as his, like, like Eyes helpers. Eyes in the sky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I As much as I didn't think Electro was terrible mm-hmm. visually in the other movie, mm-hmm. I will say, I do really like what they did with this one. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he kind of transforms a couple times in this. He gets his, just his body back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of creates this little suit later on that, I guess, just to make him look cooler. I didn't feel like he really like needed it necessarily. Him, but him, like, be a better conduit for energy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he gets the, the arc reactor, right? Mm-hmm. At a yeah. certain point by taking it from the fabricator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he pretty much uses that as, like, a unlimited power source he doesn't really even need to drain energy at that point which in a sense is like isn't that kind of a cure for him to just exist without having to constantly drain power from grids like he had to do in the the other movie yeah that's what i would think like it feels like isn't that kind of a solution in itself Mm -hmm. they didn't think of that i guess i guess they didn't think that was a a solution yeah i mean assuming he's not like a a evil person who's gonna go and kill everybody with his power yeah yeah, give him a job to work for the power company. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the, one of the first things he says is that the energy feels, or the electricity feels different. Mm-hmm. Which I think is just kind of their way of just kind of pointing out that they're in a different universe and to explain why it's yellow versus purple or blue mm-hmm. like it yeah. was in the other one. That's a good point. Um, but I really loved how when he uses his electricity, it kind of makes the star electric shape that he has in his traditional uh comic outfit yeah it's just a mask yeah because whenever (laughs) whenever i saw what electro looks like in the comics i was like that looks dumb but they somehow made their homage to that look cool Mm. he's pretty much just like uh loki with a shittier mask Uh uh-huh that sounds about right with like the thing that sucks is like it even gives me like starfish vibes because of the like the yeah. star, and it's like I feel like is he? I mean, it's obvious why they didn't go that route. With yeah, his because nobody other would movie. respect that. <laughs> like he's not a hero. That's just some kid in a costume, you know, or some guy in a costume. So well, he's not a hero anyway. But you know what I mean? Like he's not intimidating. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you saw the comic costume, you'd be like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed what they did with this character. He didn't really have a whole lot of purpose i guess i just felt like he was just kind of there to be there mm-hmm. one thing i thought that stood out was as weird was all of the other villains they kind of cemented were there because they knew who spider-man was yeah he as far as we are aware doesn't know who spider-man sure is. As fuck doesn't. we watched all these movies before we saw this mm-hmm. he is not there he does not know and he even proves that he doesn't know because then he he says to spider-man later 
oh, I was thought you was a bl- I thought you were a black guy. Yeah, he even yeah. he even acknowledges, like he acknowledges that I didn't know who I you didn't were. I didn't know who you were. I'm so, seeing you for the first time now. So what in the fuck? How yeah. is he here? If the reason everyone's yeah. here is because at first I was like, well, Green Goblin and his and, and that movie yeah. knew he figured it out. I was like, he must have told him as a part of their plan, but he doesn't find out until after Electro is you know like supposedly dead. Or whatever, yeah. And so he wouldn't have known. So unless there's some kind of implication that Electro survived that encounter and then like time had passed in that universe where he came back and then found out it doesn't really make sense yeah but either way he established he didn't know who he was they kind of well yeah there you go so well but what i'm saying oh i guess yeah i get it okay so i guess you're right so it that didn't happen then it can't have unless he blacked out plus they didn't really treat it like (laughs) there was any kind of further Right. Interactions between them beyond the movie. Yeah. So, so I guess it's just, it's a hiccup. It's a, a, a plot, plot hole. hole. Yeah. It's a pretty big plot hole. I, it is, <laughs> but I feel like it's going to be overlooked just because it's like, well, it's obviously because they just want the fucking characters in the movie. Yeah. I mean, initially we all thought it was because they were dead. It was only dead ones, right? But yeah. like, we were like, well, but Lizard didn't die. Yes. I think there was another one who didn't die. Sandman, Sandman didn't, didn't die. die. So yeah. both of them also were in this movie. Yeah. And also both kind of felt like they were just kind of there to be more background Part characters. Of the kind of yeah. add, add to the chaos for the like yeah. battle scenes. But like we know Sandman is, he's actually not even bad in this one. Technically mm-hmm. he actually helps Peter Parker. Yeah. His first instinct uh, against really, Electra. Like, when he first shows up, he pops up and blocks electricity from hitting spider-man mm-hmm. to help him because he thinks it's toby yeah and then he finds out it's not but he's yeah. like all right whatever like, cool okay, cool yeah um i also feel like unless they also de-aged him just like alfred molina i'm gonna say thomas hayden church hasn't aged a day like i feel like he looked exactly the same to okay. me okay but so, in the little that we saw him as a but person yeah, there's not very much i thought that was really weird too they yeah. didn't really the whole movie, he was sand yeah. until until the end, yeah. where they mm-hmm. cured him. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of weird because yeah. why wouldn't you just go the easier, more cost effective route and have the actor over putting all that effort into CGI the entire movie? Yeah, but then they wouldn't have the whole plot line where they have to cure everybody. Right? Well, I'm no, he, he would still be Sandman. Okay, like in the other, you know, in the the Raimi movie. Mm-hmm. He could look like himself, but oh, he was true. still made of sand. He right. still had the abilities. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed weird that they didn't do that in this one. I don't. I wonder if it was more about showcasing that he is cured. You know, yeah. Like so, a like proof. you see the difference rather than just like, well, he he looked at like that earlier. Yeah, we promise he can't turn into sand anymore. Yeah, it's probably a little easier to prove that he's cured whenever you don't see him as a human until mm-hmm. then. Even in this movie, it felt like he wasn't he wasn't necessarily I, I guess he wasn't an ally. He was just kinda like his own he, he didn't really he even said He's I don't really like, trust anybody. Yeah, he doesn't trust anyone and he just really wants to get home to his daughter. Yeah, like that was his <laughs> only priority. So he he like makes some different decisions and goes back and forth and it seems like all he's doing is saying, Which one of these is most likely to get me back home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even Lizard, it felt like I will say I think Lizard Seems like he had to have been from like a further time frame because it it felt like he was more 
conscientious of everything. It, he wasn't like a mindless monster. Right. Like he kind of was in the beginning of his movie. Right. Yeah. In he this, had he more... was like Connor's brain. Yeah. As a lizard. He was like, like a Professor Hulk. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He was like more rational. Like he yeah. wasn't just like, I'm going to just fight everything and tear yeah. everything up. And right. He seemed like he was more like humanized in yes. this. Definitely. Um, he even taught Parker a lesson. He's like, I told you there'd be consequences. That's true. So I <laughs> I am kind of curious what his motivations were for like the whole thing. Like, you know, obviously they all have their, their conversation in the prison cell block, if mm-hmm. you will, where they're all kind of round up. Uh, the last to come to that is Green Goblin. We get Willem Dafoe back mm-hmm. as Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrifying looking. Yep. Without the mask. Without the mask. He shatters the mask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I thought was that a was very a... fun play on the character showcasing that he is kind of tormented in his own mm-hmm. mind. And the Green Goblin isn't necessarily something that he embraces. It's just something that's more of a curse. Yeah. And something that he's dealing with daily. Yeah. Um, I really love how all of these characters kind of, they're all broken, right? Mm-hmm. They're They're all subject to some kind of internal struggle which is what makes them the villain not so much their actual features yeah you get to see the human part of Willem Dafoe's character and he's got like some signs of mental illness or where he's struggling Mm -hmm. with whatever is going on with him at the very least they're you know suggesting or or just highlighting the struggles of somebody with mental illnesses yes exactly um we do get like a really fun parallel scene in this movie where he, sh- you know, he did shatter the mask, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man No More. Mm-hmm. Or was it 3 or 2? I don't remember which one it was. Whichever Raimi movie he did the whole throw his... His mask in the trash or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It had... Uh, I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. The point yeah, yeah, is, he, it's, you know, like, he throws it in a trash can in the alleyway and he yes. walks away. Yeah. And this one, he's in an alleyway. He shatters the mask. It falls, like, right in front of a dumpster. Mm-hmm. And he's walking away. It's, like, yeah. literally the opposite side of what it was in this when Spider-Man did it. Yeah, that's true. So I thought that was a fun parallel that they kind of pulled with those characters. Yeah. And it was really cool that they had the... in. While most of the villains were drawn towards Peter Parker and Spider-Man, they showed, like, for the reason of being a villain, Mm. uh, they had Osborn be drawn to, he goes to Feast because he's like, oh, I saw Spider-Man in an ad with you or whatever. And so he came here thinking Spider-Man could help. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting because, if I'm correct, Green Goblin knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yes. But Osborn might not. Doesn't necessarily know that. It's a good point. I did not think of that. So when he's not Green Goblin's mind, mm-hmm. he's probably in the mindset of like I don't know where to go to. You know, he references like I came back and I you know, I I went to my home and people I didn't know were living there. Oscorp doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, he kind of starts talking about Harry and you can see him stop and get sad. Like, yeah. his son is not here. Yeah. And so I thought that was a really cool play on the character of bringing him in as more of a victim mm-hmm. rather than like the nemesis, you know, the, the menacing villain. Yeah. Uh, that, that 
he turns into. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Uh, they did. And so, like, he's asking for help rather than just saying I'm trying to become the Green Goblin fully. Right. Right. And so, yeah, and the, you brought up Feast. Like, that's a nice introduction yes. into potential villains in the future. Yes. Mr. Negative spawns from that. He's a guy who, you know, he was, like, in charge of Feast in the comics. So um, that's something that we'll potentially see in the future. One, uh, I don't know how close it is to the comics, but in the... Miles Morales game, his mom is involved with Feast as mm-hmm. well. Yes. And so part of me wonders if that could have yeah. anything to do with... We've, we've had highlights of other things. Yeah. You know, you brought up uh, when Electro talks to Spider-Man at mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Yeah. He says, I thought you'd be black or something. Yeah. Like, you think there'd be a black Spider-Man in one of these universes yeah, or sure, something, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's one out there somewhere. Yeah. That's gotta be yeah. uh foreshadowing and yeah. hinting that that's coming along at I some point i just loved his response he was like oh man i'm sorry <laughs> that's right. true yeah there was a lot of different and like, obviously we got in the other previous movies we got teases of miles existing mm-hmm. in this universe right yeah donald glover you know is mm-hmm. potentially going to be uh the prowler at some point mm-hmm. his nephew is miles morales and yeah. he even calls him and says i'm gonna be i'm not gonna make it miles or something yeah in one of the movies so yeah i think it's probably safe to say that we'll we'll see a mile morales at some point in oh, the yeah. mcu for sure or just sony doing it whatever it is whoever's yeah. somewhere on committed the big screen to it. yeah it will happen i'm sure so norman osborne is brought back to the prison block mm-hmm. underneath the sanctum uh, where Doctor Strange goes, oh, we're pretty much going to send you guys back to die. Because yeah. they kind of figured out that they all died. Had their funny moments where Electro was like, no, I was I was going to be complete data. I yeah. was going to kill Spider-Man. Him and up. he's like, oh. And then. Oh, <laughs> I was about to die. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of all figured it out. I thought it was an interesting approach that instead of trying to, you know, fight spider-man like they kind of all work together mm-hmm. um with peter parker yeah you know the one thing that was really cool in this movie was it kind of showcases too that these villains not, don't necessarily hate they, they're not necessarily evil by heart mm-hmm. they apparently just have very specific personal beef with yeah. their version of spider-man yeah because he's clearly peter parker and spider-man in this universe yeah and they don't specifically hate him. In fact, they're kind of like semi-trusting to an extent yeah. of like letting him try to help them, either cure them or just get them back safely Yeah, to their universe because that's all they want to do mm-hmm. to an extent. Right. Um, even Lizard gets in a fucking van with them, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I'm like, why? so why is he not trying to take over this world and turn everybody into lizards? Like, you know, yeah. he's got more of a consciousness there than he did in the other movie. Yeah, that's true. It definitely seemed like he's he's made strides in the way of, like, intellectualness. Because, <laughs> I mean, as far as we know, he doesn't have a family. Like, I don't know. Right. If, I don't remember if he had a family in that movie, but, like... He's a lizard now, so yeah. like, does he care what universe he's in doing it? Like, yeah, who cares? Unless he has like a lizard family. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he does have. <laughs> we a We don't family. know what happens as we saw him last. <laughs> yeah, he he puts his pants on his tail, like everybody else. <laughs> One tail at a time. One tail just at like a time. Everyone else. <laughs> 
Was he wearing pants? He wasn't wearing pants, right? Uh, I mean, at one point he was. <laughs> oh, okay. Until he wasn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like the like documentaries where it was all good until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Yep. So basically all of these villains, I'm air quoting villains here because in this universe they may or may not be. Misunderstood individuals. <laughs> yeah, misunderstood individuals. They decide to trust um, MCU Peter Parker. Uh, they decide to trust Peter Parker to help them get get home they, they're he goes mm-hmm. he says well what if i can cure them so that they don't have to die yeah and so then they start they all kind of go back to i guess because he locked dr strange into the mirror verse and like was kind of like mindset of like i don't want you guys to die i want to try and find a way to save you yeah like maybe his actions spoke louder because he didn't let Doctor Strange just just basically push the button. kill them and push the button on the device. And, yeah. Um, so maybe that kind of gave them some kind of at least surface level respect. Yeah, that of, makes sense. Of his uh, his you know pl- you know whatever agenda. Yeah, yeah. Because Strange goes on this thing saying, "Well, this is their fate. They die fighting mm-hmm. Spider Man. This is just how it works." In yeah. That's how the big picture goes. There's, you don't really have a say. And, mm. and Peter's like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna... That's kind of the big theme with the Marvel movies, right? This mm-hmm. this phase has been, like, sacrifice... Like, okay. sacrificing a small amount for the greater good. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of started with Endgame, obviously. Yeah. But I was, like, a bigger scale. Yes. Um, But, like, it, we kind of have seen that ret- returning theme of... The ethics of like, what what will you do in these kind of like situations of mm-hmm. allowing some to die in order to save others or yeah. a bigger amount? Yeah, you know, Eternals had a big one about that. They did. So he brings them to Happy's apartment, yes. I guess. Yes, he cures Doc Ock. Uh, he's a in the process of curing Electro, they have a kind of a nice conversation with, between Electro and Sandman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very MCU humor of like, so what happened to you? Oh, I fell into a, uh, a, vat, of eels. a vat of eels, electric, electric eels. eels. And he's like, oh, I fell into a, a neurofusion reactor a, or something. A, yeah, a collider that, or something, yeah. <laughs> turned me into sand. And yeah. then like... <laughs> Someone's I don't like, remember who it was. Uh, that'll was like, do it. That'll do it. You yeah. know? Gotta, <laughs> gotta watch where you fall. Yeah, you gotta watch where you fall these days. <laughs> so funny. So they all seem to be on the page, right? Yeah. Lizard stayed in the truck probably for obvious reasons. Yeah, so you didn't... Yeah. Set up a lot of alarms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all working on stuff and kind of working through the issues, figuring out how to fix everybody. And then they have that interesting moment of where uh the the peter tingle <laughs> yeah comes out the peter tingle yeah <laughs> and i like how he kind of looked at everybody yeah he didn't know who it was he didn't know who mm-hmm. was giving him the reaction yeah uh until he you know, and then eventually he did it was yeah it was norman yeah who apparently was now green goblin yeah trying to secure his existence by right. not allowing him to be cured right so my question is, was Norman, Norman, 
mm-hmm. this whole time up until that moment, or was he Green Goblin scheming the whole time? See, I don't know. It's hard to tell, but I feel like he was at least Norman up until the point where they started trying to cure. And then once... I think there was a moment where, in the conversation, where it kind of, like, it flipped for him, like, oh. Oh, this is legit. Yeah, I, I, and obviously, when we say him, it's Green Goblin. Right. Green Goblin subconsciously was like, you, you, I'm taking control. Yeah, this is not, not happening, yeah. And then, uh, obviously, it didn't work out because the Peter Tingle took effect. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cool to see. It obviously worked well enough that he detected it from the other room and then is able to tell the difference between all the different villains to figure out which one is actually the Mm -hmm. one that's about to do something fucked up. Yeah. It was a really cool, interesting scene. Yeah, and this is where all the chaos ensues where Mm -hmm. Green Goblin convinces Electro to uh, stay a god or whatever he referred to it as. Uh, kind of pleading to his ego, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandman was just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah, bye. Doc Ock was cured, I guess, because uh-huh. he replaced the chip. So right. he was actually not evil. But he was kind of thrown out of the building by Electro. And then mm-hmm. he kind of just was like, later. Scattered, yeah. And then Lizard just kind of did the same thing. Yeah. Broke out of the truck and, the truck and, and just out. left. Yeah. So yeah. Green Goblin, Spider-Man are fucking going at it. I loved the scene too where Peter is just punching the shit out of him in the face. Oh my God. That was so and, terrifying. And, <laughs> and he's. And Will Defoe's just like smiling. He's just grinning. Oh my gosh. Harder and harder every punch. And it, it really kind of shows the intensity of his character. Oh yeah. Uh, it. Also kind of reminds everybody that he has super strength, too. He's not just wearing a costume. Yeah. He is strong as fuck. hmm Because of a, a... I guess it's like a variant of the super soldier serum. Okay. At least in their universe, I think it right, is. Right, yeah. So... Yeah, that was a fucked up scene. <laughs> so creepy to see his... He's got that little <laughs> sideways glance and just yeah. smiling. But it was a really fun scene to see how they... Uh, fought like in like close quarters right they're yes. in this hallway they're throwing each other left and right yeah and up and down and through through floors <laughs> he's thr- he's he's using his web flipping them around mm-hmm. and like it was really kind of cool how they uh laid that whole fight scene out and of course yeah. you have J. Jonah jameson uh <laughs> spying on them outside, from outside and trying to catch him red-handed or whatever bullshit he's got going on mm-hmm. and then you have like what is it? Lizard just like creeps by. He's like, I told you there'd be consequences. And then like leaves again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, surprise. <laughs> You're just here to say I told you so yeah, and then I, leave. <laughs> surprise, I told you so. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, that was a little odd that that happened. Yeah. But again, I guess like it's because they just don't have beef with this specific Peter Parker. So yeah. they don't have a reason to fight him. That's Whereas true. the Green Goblin is just more in a sense chaotic insanity. Because of the serum, right? Yes. So he just wants to cause problems for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And this leads to, of course, the big tragic moment of this film. Yes. Uh, We get our Uncle Ben death in the form of a Aunt May. Yes. 
this scene was heartbreaking. Yeah. I feel like actually it made it harder for me to watch the second time I saw it mm-hmm. over the first. I think the first I was just so in the moment of the mm-hmm. movie and just being there watching this movie finally. Mm-hmm. But the second time I watched it, I feel like I really kind of like... You probably knew it was coming too. Oh, of course I knew it was coming. Yeah. But like I just kind of absorbed everything that was happening and mm-hmm. like the moment and like the intensity of the scene. Mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei, you know, she played this really well with her scene. And I thought it was kind of like symbolic too because she kind of dies the way Green Goblin did in his movie, right? That's true. Impaled by the glider. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, I was like, that looks bad. Yeah. And then they kind of played it off like, oh, I'm like, fine. She's I just... fine. Yeah. But I was like, that seems wrong. Yeah. So... The way it hit her, it felt like that that was too hard yeah. to not have any consequence. Yeah. And then she like flew into like a pillar or something. Yeah. And I was like, how is she standing? <laughs> so it has to have just been like adrenaline and keeping her going. Yeah. And then she like. Well, yeah. And it was kind of grounded in that sense where she didn't seem to even realize she was bleeding. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I feel like Tom Holland, I think this is probably his best scene where he just, you, you felt yeah. his pain it knowing like, he's losing his Aunt May. Yeah. And it, it just was so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like pure emotion yeah. in this scene. Like when she first was like, just like kind of like talking, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. Whatever. And then, she, you know, he's like, oh, I, I regret this. Basically, I shouldn't have helped them. I should have just sent them back like Dr. Yeah. Strange wanted. And she's like, no. You made the right choice and kind of give him that self-assurance that, like, helping people is who you are. Yeah. And, like, you don't kill people. Yeah. And that kind of helps cement his ideology, I guess, going right. forward. Mm-hmm. Or at least it should. Yeah. That seems like it's the goal. At For least, the character. storyline, yeah. I will say, though, and I think I even kind of told, I think I leaned in and told you this. Like, as soon as she said the whole line, with great power, uh, there must also be. There must also be or something. They changed it, which yeah. apparently is more the accurate way. to the comic. Yeah. Originally. I saw that in the comic. I guess it's there changed over come. the years. Yes. And, and so they went to the traditional. So as soon as she gave that whole line with great power, I was like... Well, you don't say that if you're not dying. Yeah, you're only allowed to say that if you're dying. Yeah, that's die. like a legal thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you weren't supposed to die. Yeah, now you have to. Have some bad news for yeah. you. You're going to have to sign here, here, and here. Yeah. <laughs> and do it quickly. Yes. <laughs> you don't have much time. <laughs> so I kind of was expecting that. And sure enough, it they drew, they drew it out a little bit. Yeah. Kind of wanted the, the viewer not to realize that was happening. Yeah. But fuck that was a heavy scene it was it was a hard one that's true i was a little surprised not super surprised because i knew somebody was gonna have to die but i was a little surprised i mean someone has to die of course yeah. it just feels like it, if you're not killing somebody in a movie then like what why are we well, here? why are we here <laughs> exactly we need to have a reason for this movie to exist right yeah yeah so there's obviously like this kind of weird period of time where Peter's distraught and like trying to deal with the loss of his aunt but then at a certain point he's like they they still have to resolve this like what what are they gonna do there's a bunch of villains now dicking around Mm -hmm. and ruining stuff MJ and and Ned have no clue where he is yeah and so they're like I'm she's like I'm gonna push the button um because was it a like did they know that the one fatality was 
Aunt May. It they, they didn't say that in the news thing, but did they just kind of sense it? Did did they have some kind of I don't know unspoken knowledge that we just didn't see happen that they were aware it was I don't her? think they had any clue that it was Aunt May. I think they were just like, Oh, somebody died? All right, we're just gonna do it. Because like wouldn't the question have been like, What well, was it him? Like, yeah. It didn't seem like they were really in that mindset it would have been him. I don't think they thought it could be him. But at that point it was just like, Okay, something's gotta be done here. Yeah. And, and so all of a sudden, Ned has fucking magic. Yeah, suddenly out of nowhere, he can fucking use Doctor Strange's ring that they jacked from him when they ro- when they locked him in the mirror dimension. That's true. They are criminals. Yeah, they are. They're thieves. Yeah, <laughs> criminals and thieves. <laughs> so that was. I thought this was really interesting what they did because they were like, we just need to find Peter, and mm-hmm. they just and so then like he just magically opens well no it was spider-man right was it spider-man i think it was, they said we need to find peter parker show me peter the first time i think they said like we need to find spider-man okay and the second time i think it was we need to find peter okay basically they were like okay we're just gonna say it over and over when they realized that he was opening a portal they said well, let's just say we need to find him i just want to see him mm-hmm. and eventually we'll see him uh what happens is they do get a Peter Parker, <laughs> but it's not who we're expecting. It's not who they were expecting, but it's who we it's were expecting. It's who we were expecting. we were expecting. Because we're not fucking idiots. Yeah. We all were paying you, attention. All you fucking dumbasses on <laughs> the internet. I just think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker as Spider-Man comes on through that portal into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Just waltzed on in. This felt like a small scale on your left Endgame moment. It did. But like more personal for Spider-Man. Yes. Absolutely. And I think it was really funny what they did. Like trying to, going through the process, like trying to, him trying to prove to them, like I'm Peter Parker, I'm Mm -hmm. Spider-Man in my world. MJ just doesn't want to believe it. He's like crawling around. Thinks that he's a villain. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously because of what just happened. Right. Yeah. And she's like, prove it. And he (laughs) hangs from the ceiling with his fingertips. Yeah. She's like, crawl around. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I don't need to do that. <laughs> and then Ned's uh, grandma asked him to, to get some to cobwebs get the out of the corner. Yeah, and so then he crawls around and gets them. Yeah, so I, it was it was a fun, playful moment. I love yeah. I, I love how the reveal kind of happened. What was so like out of the you know it was left field where yes. You could see there's a Spider-Man in the distance, and he kind of runs forward, and then it's a, it's a completely different one. Yeah. As soon as they opened it and you saw Spider-Man, I was like, oh, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not ours. It's yeah. going to be one of the other yeah. ones. Andrew Garfield's, I feel like his character, like, he's clearly different. Yes. He's not the, do I say emo yeah. Spider-Man that we got in his movies. Like, he's a more cheerful, if that's the right wording to use. He's, he's more, I guess, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? He's more chatty. He's more friendly. Yeah, he seems um, more like oh, like clearly aged, obviously. Yeah, he's which, aged, but it seems like he's he's um, come out of a shell a little bit. So he's not a turtle, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he's <laughs> not a teenage anymore. Yeah, <laughs> he, or ninja. Yeah, or a turtle. Yeah, <laughs> or mutant. He's none of those things. That's true. So wrong franchise. Okay. <laughs> But I think this was a really fun way of, of introducing him. So they're still looking for their Peter and they try again and they get another Peter Parker. <laughs> and this time it's Tobey Maguire. 
Yeah. Dressed as a cool youth pastor. <laughs> so that was an interesting thing that they they they're obviously looking for Tom Holland and they get these two other Spider-Men that come through and then it's like this whole mm-hmm. confusion we've, about what we've to do. Officially have the Spider-Verse. Yes. Live action in a movie. Yes. I feel like they I, I get why they did it for the whole like throwing them together, having this moment together. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wish they saved Toby Maguire for a different part to then come in re- as a reveal yeah. rather than them both come at the same time. Right. Because he does reference how he's been looking for this universe's Spider-Man, uh-huh. Peter Parker, because he saw in the news all the shit going on. Right. Um, And so I kind of think it would have been more enjoyable to see them introduce him in like a saves the day moment i guess right i don't know rather than just like uh oh by the way here's the other one yeah and which it felt kind of was kind of like a tack on to andrew garfield's introduction yeah true you might have been more fun to see him just like save somebody from something in the middle of a battle and be like oh hey what's up that's what you mean i think that'd be cool well probably something cooler than hey what's up well you know what you know what obviously that wasn't speaking word for word what i'd expect him to say Technically, Tom Holland's Spider-Man just says, hey, everyone, when he joins them in All right, yeah. Civil War. I guess so you're right. He there's does. a pretty low bar. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. That's true. He's very um, professional. Yeah. <laughs> so having these two new Spider-Man in this universe adds a little bit to, or quite a lot, I think, to the battle towards getting these villains taken care of. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, interesting interactions between all three spider-men mm-hmm. and i loved the moment where they come in with mj and ned obviously mm-hmm. and basically to where he is on his like his spot yeah it's like they on top had, of the school they had their own like whatever places i think one was like the chrysler building or something yeah and, and one was empire state and that yeah. so his was the school i guess because yeah. that's where he felt comfortable with yeah mj and all that i just i really loved how they understood what he was going through. Mm-hmm. And like, there's the moment where the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is trying to say, mm. hey, I get what you're going through. And he's like, how could you possibly, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you don't don't tell me you understand what yeah. I'm going through. And like, I was like, oh, this oh, motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, know. I was like, I'll fight him for you, Andrew. Yeah. I yeah. will fight him for you. I did love that he was able to just, he, he, was like, okay. he just bit his tongue. He just yeah. was like, you know, I get what you're going through. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let you have this. I'll like, let you have this. Just let you vent. Yeah. And then they kind of get into this later on. Toby's like, I lost my uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. It was my fault. Yeah. I caused his death. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Andrew, which I thought was odd because he does also have an uncle Ben thing too. But True. He, he goes into Gwen Stacy and right. how he couldn't save his girlfriend. You yeah. Know, his MJ. Yeah. He couldn't get there in time. Yeah. Uh, I guess because he just didn't want to like be a poser. Yeah. <laughs> and do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I guess I got to change mine. Yeah. Well, he couldn't be like, well, I caused two people's death. Yeah. So. Like, well, <laughs> I killed my Uncle Ben and, and my, my MJ. Yeah. So <laughs> not keeping count. But yeah. Yeah. I think it was a nice dynamic that they kind of gave them their whole here's my sob story to like let him kind of like relate and get mm-hmm. that they do understand him i thought it was kind of stupid though because like these two 
people show up calling themselves Peter Parker, Spider-Man, MJ saying, yeah, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fully aware that the, you know, beings from other universes tied mm-hmm. to Spider-Man are coming into this world. Yeah. But as soon as Toby goes and finishes his line, comes great responsibility. Yeah. He goes, how did you know that? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Where have you been in this whole fucking movie where, yeah. you know, we know that multiverse is a thing. Yeah. And, like, of course he knows it. Yeah, that was a little silly. Also, so does this imply, just kind of going back to, like, Aunt May saying that to him, does mm-hmm. that imply that Uncle Ben didn't say that to him then? Which means he didn't have that in his universe as a motivation I would assume, factor I as think, Spider-Man and he was just Spider-Man because it was fun. Yeah, and I think that says a lot about what he's done up until this point. I feel like he didn't have or exhibit the fact that he had a lot of responsibility to handle his power Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i guess the whole time he was always trying to like when can i be on the avengers when can i be on the avengers yeah obviously like end of far from home he declines that whole thing yeah he learned a little bit but yeah i feel like it speaks to how he has behaved so far he's still been kind of a dumb high school kid Mm mm-hmm in a lot of ways. And technically he's, I guess, 17 or 18 at this point, right? He's 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 a senior based off the timeline of the movie. Right. So that's what's also confusing is because Doctor Strange definitely says you're well, a Well, even if he's 18, kid. like, it's like you are still technically in high school. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. you are a kid in the sense of, like, you are so young and, like, new to the world. Yeah. As a superhero. And... Yes. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, so at this point, all the Spider-Men and uh, MJ and Ned all go into the high school chemistry mm-hmm. room and are... Because you're going to have all the ingredients yeah. you would need to call it, to create every cure for every supervillain yeah, I mean, that you know. I don't know what kind of high school yeah. you went to, but yeah. mine did. We also got our Spider-Man meme. The pointing the meme. The pointing meme. Yeah. Uh, ish, ish in this. Yeah. We also see it later on. Yes. I didn't notice it the first time. The second time I noticed on the... Uh, end battle there is a moment where they all kind of semi do their little pointing yeah. at each other in a conversation. When they're trying to figure out who's Spider-Man. I believe it's that part, Peter yeah. 1, Peter 2, Peter 3. Yeah. yeah. The things that kind of confused me with this one though is so when they're making the cures Andrew's Spider-Man goes I got lizard covered. I know how to make the cure or whatever. Yeah. But like I was confused because like, Gwen is the one who made it so how would he have known? I guess just implied that he yeah. Got all that data later on and figured Maybe, it out yeah. in case you need it for the future. Yeah. But then Toby's was really confusing to me because he's like, I'll take care of Green Goblin. I've been thinking about how I could make this thing for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of confused because he's dead in your universe. Mm-hmm. He doesn't exist anymore. Why would you need to make it at this point? Well, presumably in case somebody were to ever find that like serum or whatever again. Right? I guess. Okay. He's a pretty broody Spider-Man, so he might have just have like a lot of free time where he's like, well, how could I have done that differently? I mean, I'd say he's more of a jazzy Spider-Man, but... Jazzy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he had a whole jazz scene You're in right. That was fucking the movie. Worst. That was probably the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'd, I'd say Andrew's the more broody one in, in his movies than, oh, okay. than Toby is. I guess. But anyways, I just thought it was like a weird thing that like he would even have an idea of how to make a... Mm-hmm. A cure for the Green Goblin stuff. Yeah, there's definitely it a just, lot of it, stretching it, of the imagination. It's kind of like, you know, it's like, you just kind of have to take it at face value just yes. to let it happen for the plot. I get it. But yes. Just something that bothers me. Yeah, I was annoyed by the whole, like, everything that you need is in a high school chemistry classroom as well. Mm-hmm. 
or biology, whatever, whatever kind of, I'm assuming chemistry classroom. But they figured it out. They made fucking devices and yeah solutions that would. They cured everybody up yep. in here. <laughs> so, I don't They know. cured some butts or cured oh, some ass. Cured they, some they ass. They cured some ass yeah. is what they did. <laughs> I forgot about that line. <laughs> Let's cure some ass. Yeah. No, I loved the dynamic between all these, like the Spider-Man characters. Oh, like, yeah. I think it was great. I think it took twenty years of these, you know, reboots and mm-hmm. and stuff that was just not necessarily fully working for Sony, and mm-hmm. they they found a way to work it into the current MCU and like make it make sense and work yeah well, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like redemption arcs, I guess, in a sense, right? Yes. We get for that clear. Redemption for Andrew's Spider-Man in this of movie. Yeah, uh, I love the dynamics between them. I love how you see this the the growth that Garfield had. You know, like there mm-hmm. was like a moment. Where, first off, d- is he a murderer? Does he it kill sounds people? Like it. Yeah, because he was talking with the whole thing about how like when Gwen died, he just kind of lost himself. Uh, he tried to like you know move on, but like it was just the pain was too much, mm-hmm. and he said, and he got at bitter. a certain point. I got bitter and I stopped pulling my punches. Yeah, that's heavily implying that's that implying he started he, killing people. He's killed people. Uh, a person or two, <laughs> yeah, potentially. Minimum, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Minimum one, but I'm going to assume At the very more. least, really hurt them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was really interesting. And like, you know, his whole thing is like he doesn't want Holland Spider-Man to be... Like him. Become that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like... Toby has ever really got to that point other than what we saw in Spider-Man 3 or whatever. But like... Yeah. I mean, right? PG. Yeah. PG. Emo haircut. Yeah. <laughs> didn't pull his punches. Yeah. So ridiculous. But I just... I think this whole movie is like a love letter to the franchise of Spider-Man and like the... I think... Andrew Garfield was like the standout of all of them. Like I know this yeah. is like a clearly Tom Holland movie and like yeah. it feels like a Tom Holland movie, mm-hmm. but I think Andrew Garfield was the standout in this whole movie, you know. Yeah. His character, his arc, his redemption. Yes. Um all just of the above. His personality in this movie was just so it would he was just he was charming, I guess. Mm-hmm. In you know, like he he clearly has grown since his movies. Yeah. And like I feel like there was a little bit of, like, a, a message there, too, where we get, like, the whole, for the viewers to see, like, them having this conversation, like, oh, what kind of villains have you fought? You know, oh, and, like, yes. we get, like, the tease of how Toby fought Venom. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, black, I fought this black goo from space or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Holland's like, yeah, I, I fought a, a alien, too. He was purple. He wasn't goo or whatever, you yeah. know. And then, <laughs> and then Andrew's like, oh, oh I'm, I'm, lame. I'm lame. I... I've only fought a guy in a a, a rhino suit. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I'm going to fight an alien. Yeah, he's like, I've never fought an alien. Yeah. That would be cool or something. And, yeah. like, there's this whole thing where Toby's like, no, man, you're amazing. Yeah. Can we just stop for a minute and just, just say how amazing you are? Like, yeah. this whole, like, pep talk to kind of bring him up. Yeah. Um, Get rid of his, like internal negativity and like yeah i just loved it i don't know it it was really nice to see i feel like that was a message for the fans to like be like stop sucking yeah yeah 
He wasn't a bad Spider-Man. No, he was great. So let's start giving him some credit. And like right. I think, obviously, this movie seems to be giving him that credit, mm-hmm. that due credit. Yeah. The movies aren't necessarily the greatest, but like I think he played a great Spider-Man in those movies. And I think that he's showed here that like he deserves to be <laughs> yeah. a part of this franchise. Like, Yeah, absolutely. I think without his Gwen Stacy moment in those movies, like this movie would fall flat. As far as bringing those characters back. That's so, true. So, like, it was kind of necessary, I guess, for his failure mm-hmm. as Spider-Man in those movies to kind of elevate this one, I right. guess, to an extent. Yeah. In a because way. It, it creates the, the room to have an upward arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his humor and little, like, snarky comments about everything were just fucking hilarious. So, they were one of the most yeah. like, things that I enjoyed the most like about he, this like movie. He, he couldn't get over... Toby having organic spider webbing. Yeah. Like, it was just so gross to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole conversation yeah. was like, what, does it come out of anywhere else? Yeah. <laughs> Offering to help Toby with his back, which was Oh, a, that was great. I don't know if you noticed, that was a uh, that was a callback to when he was going to do uh, the sequel for Spider-Man. Uh, he hurt his back doing Seabiscuit. Oh, okay. And so there was like rumors that he wasn't going to be able to come back mm-hmm. to, to play the character. And that was where they were all in talks that Jake Gyllenhaal may be playing Spider-Man at that point. Mm, okay. But he came back. And then they even yeah. made a tease in that movie how he like falls and, and he hurts his He's back. Like, my He's back. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, my back. Yeah. So. I was like, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a playoff of that whole thing. Right. You know, and Andrew... Cracks his, cracks his back for him and stuff. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's a lot better. Yeah. And then he does this whole thing where he's like, I love you guys. I just want to say I love you guys. And they yeah. were like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> felt bad for him there. Yeah. You know? Like, he just, he was in the moment, right? Yeah. True. Yeah. I feel like they could have gotten more on board. But he clearly is the one that's experienced the most loss. So. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's crazy to see him, like, the most optimistic of them all. But, yeah. like. I guess it kind of just, again, shows his character arc where, mm-hmm. like, he had to change. Mm-hmm. You know, he said he stopped pulling his punches, but, like, at a point he had to learn to, I guess, be better. I don't yeah. know. Like, Yeah, that's true. And then, of course, I think one of the best scenes is during the last battle, there's a scene where MJ falls and Tom Holland jumps down to try to catch her, but then... uh Green Goblin, like, sideswipes him and, like, he's unable to catch her. Mm -hmm. So then Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, beelines it and is able to catch her and save her. Yeah. And, like, he kind of, like, tears up a little bit whenever he catches her. Yeah, because he he, he catches her, lands to the ground and goes, are you okay? She's like, yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? And, like, (laughs) well, not it's, like, not a funny moment. I know, I know, but it sounds... She's very sincere. Yeah. Because he has this, like, real emotional... Yeah reaction to like the fact that he just caught her like yes. he just not necessarily like redeemed himself for gwen but right. like he is so... i guess he's tied he's neutral he's one and one now yeah he feels relief <laughs> that he was able to he, do that he at least saved somebody yes rather than yeah knowing that he never was able to do it yeah 
Yeah, the, just the way that you said that. Yeah, are you okay? It kind of like, I feel like they could have done that with her, which I'm glad they didn't, mm. but she- With her snark. Yeah, yeah. with her like snark, yeah, are you okay? Like, I was fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's so, like, I was just worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was I, a really nice heartwarming moment to see him be able to save her and then like yeah. feel better. And about like, it. I think, I don't think it's just the character needed that. Like, I think Andrew Garfield needed that. Like, yeah. whole redemption arc for him to like, enjoy i guess the whole being spider-man mm-hmm. yeah it's nice because now there's like more of like a not a bad taste in people's mouth related well, to uh, that beyond that now there's like he's a part of one of the greatest moments yes in this trilogy exactly yeah so i was really glad they did that yeah this whole scene felt like very like end game final battle but like spider-man versus villains yeah right? yeah uh of course we have the moment from the trailer where lizards seems to be hit by an invisible person yeah so we got our resolution to that mystery not an invisible person not at all an invisible person <laughs> not anymore yeah and so i think the the fighting scene was really fun they played off of like how the spider-man don't really play well with you know don't don't mm-hmm. they're they're used to working alone yeah you know yeah. and they don't really know how to work as a team and yeah like, so they kind of failed in the beginning yeah uh the whole point of the villains even being there was just kind of like they were lured in to so the Statue can... of Liberty because Holland's like, hey, I have the box. Come yeah, get it, basically. Come get it. So that they could try to get them cured with their new pound, their new mm, cures. Yeah. And obviously their intent is to get the box, destroy it so they can't be deleted or, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. I loved how once they kind of figured out how to work together, like you had some really cool moments in this mm-hmm. where the three of them were swinging. You see, I think... Toby shoots a web at them and then connects to their webs and kind of like catapults them up. Mm-hmm. And like it was just like a really cool transition swinging around the, the corner. Yeah. It just looked really cool. I loved it. Yeah. And then this is another little scene that I think was such a great little conversation is when um, Tom Holland Spider-Man is like trying to say, hey, we need to figure out how to work as a team, blah, blah, blah. I don't want, I don't want to brag, but I work with the Avengers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Toby McGuire is like, that's great. Yeah. What's the, that? Both of them, they were like, yeah. cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were like, you were in the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. What is that? Was that what a band? What is an Avenger? Are you, are you in a band? <laughs> and I kind of enjoyed how they acknowledged that they didn't have the Avengers in their world. Yeah. But I got to go back to those movies now sometime. Because I feel like there are things that were Easter eggs of like, Things did exist. We just never saw it. It's possible. I feel like what I'm thinking is they had some of the heroes, but they probably just didn't have the group of the Avengers. Gotcha. Okay, that understandable. Yeah, yeah. that's the way they could do it. But yeah, so that I just thought was yeah. hilarious. So, so once they figured out how to work together, mm-hmm. they seemed to tackle the enemies pretty pretty easily. Yes, you know they one sucked out one. the energy from Electra, made them a person again, mm-hmm. neutralized Lizard, made them a person again yeah the common theme here yeah the weird thing though with um with electro is wasn't it doc ock that ended up helping them in i the guess end? technically doc ock did because he yeah. showed up pretending like he was on the villain's side yeah and, and that then... kind of threw me because like i knew he had been cured technically already but mm-hmm. i still was like i'm not really sure so i was well the art the motive he would have would be because he doesn't want to be right. deleted or right. killed yeah. by going back to his own universe right so 
that would be like the reason why Electra would believe that he was on his side. That's true. And he'd use that to his advantage, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt pretty obvious that that was what was going to happen, I feel like. Yeah. It was just like the initial reaction yeah. I had. I was like, wait a minute. Is he going to be on the good side or the bad side? But I love that, too, because he tore off the arc reactor off of Electra, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then after the that whole moment, he's like, the power of the sun and the, the palm, palm of my, of my hand. hand. And yep. it's like, he technically does go back and we don't really have a, a definitive if he didn't take that with him. Good point. For all we know, he took the arc reactor back to his universe. Yeah, we don't know how that works officially. Since it seems that there's a little bit of a gray area. As there's we like a later. huge gray area yeah. with the, how that works. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to get into that at some point. Yeah, we will. So the solution they come up with, Doctor Strange shows up. He finally gets himself out of the mirror mm-hmm. universe or mirror, yeah. mirror dimension. And he's like, okay, let's take this down. And then he realizes that they've actually done a pretty decent job of kind of trying to take care of it. Yeah, Ned's like, he's doing it. Yeah. Peter's curing them, and like yeah. Doctor Strange comes kind of in shock at the whole yeah. idea that like it's actually happening. Yeah. Now here's the thing that kind of bothers me about all of this is wouldn't Doctor Strange in his mind mean like think like it doesn't matter if you cure them, we have to set things how they're supposed to be. Yeah. Isn't that the whole narrative? Is it has to go set things back in order? Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're going into this whole clusterfuck of causing more branches of realities based off how time works and and or time travel works and, and things get changed right yeah loki is a perfect example of like why he wouldn't want to allow them to just go back cured exactly because you don't know what's going to happen if you send them back because then now they're going to be there and they're going to have effect on that timeline mm-hmm. so unless he doesn't think that it's going to be an issue and that's what the multiverse of madness is going to turn into is seeing that kind of maybe consequence of of allowing it to be this way that is possible everybody seems to get cured but yes. green goblin as well at the beginning yes uh interesting too about the statue of liberty when they're there mm-hmm. they are constructing with the shield a captain america looking shield on the statue of liberty yeah it falls obviously i love how the battle at the end takes place on the collapsed shield on the ground. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, how Holland fights Green Goblin mm-hmm. on that shield. Yeah. Kind of gets to a dark place where he like he's just overpowering Green Goblin and he's just ready to fuck him yeah, up. Yeah, he's about him. ready to cut him in half. With I mean, kind of was the narrative the whole time where he was kind of like... I just want to hurt I him. I just want to hurt him. I just yeah. like I want revenge for what yeah. you did. Mm-hmm. And not really so much I care to cure him like I do the, the others. Yeah. And... Uh, I thought that was kind of weird because you think I, I felt like the whole Aunt May dying was like kind of his whole thing of like embracing the whole consequences thing and like yes. needing to not let people die because that's kind of what his thing has been up until then, right? Yes. And so like I feel like he would have doubled down, but instead he goes the opposite direction and they kind of used Toby Spider Man as they as a I guess an Uncle Ben ish kind of moment. To like, he stops him yeah, from doing. Yeah, he intervenes. He's like, no. Yeah, which was, you know, the irony of if he were to stab Green Goblin with his own glider again. Yeah. Right? Which was. Yeah. Would have been <laughs> very, very appropriate. Very poetic. Uh, yeah. Also, it felt kind of like uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier where John Walker is holding the shield over uh, the member of the uh, Flag Smashers. And right, he just right. Kills him. Yeah. With it, with the shield. Yeah, just like, like it, it, it kind of 
had a parallel to that moment. Mm-hmm. So did. I thought that was interesting, especially yeah. on top of Cap's shield that they're fighting. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it was really interesting and good that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man got in the way and mm-hmm. like stopped him. Also, a weird scene was because this is because the go- uh, Green Goblin stabs him from behind, mm-hmm. and so you're like, "Oh shit, is he gonna die?" Like, I mean, that was my that exact was instinct. Immediately, was, oh, it's like, oh, great, he's going to die. That's fucked up. And then I was like, oh, okay, I guess it makes sense. I kind of give him like this. Like a send off or whatever. Yeah, which again would also be kind of like poetic for being stabbed by Green Goblin after. After saving After him. his movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then like they kind of kind of brush it off. Like, oh, I've been stabbed before or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so it was kind of awkward. But... I think that was just supposed to be like a twist of like making us. Get those feelings of concern yeah. and then be and like... Yeah, there's cock us. Eh, it's no big deal. Yeah. Reassure us he's surviving that. So the fickle five are no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fickle five. Holland even uses the antidote on Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Norman comes back and he goes, what have I done? Like, yeah. he, he knows. Yeah. The acting that Willem Dafoe does in this it's movie. Insane. It's yeah. I love it. Like, he really showcases a man being torn Mm -hmm. between personalities and like i think that it i I, my my biggest disappointment is that he will not be that character anymore right well i mean i guess they could theoretically always do it with a multiverse in existence Mm -hmm. but i'm sure it's not happening after this like this was his Mm send-off of the character i'm sure i mean for a lot of them obviously yeah so here's the thing that, that bothers me, I think, about this movie as far as on a plot level. Mm-hmm. The conclusion to this is just Doctor Strange trying to control the dimension barriers breaking mm-hmm. because Green Goblin did destroy that device, mm-hmm. which then I guess... It released the spell. Fast forward the spell that he was trying to... I guess, you're right. It destroyed the... the the casing the that was whatever, that, yeah. that was holding the spell mm-hmm. from from happening, right? Yes. So it's now bringing in a shit ton more of villains or just people in general who know who yes who Spider Man is. Yes. My biggest problem, I think, with the movie is that technically Doctor Strange is the one who fixed everything. It wasn't Peter. It was Doctor Strange, right? Well, it was Peter's idea. Uh, I, yeah, but like at the same time, I don't really understand why it had to be a different spell. So this spell was, instead of making it so people forget he's Spider-Man, it's people forget Peter Parker exists, basically. Mm-hmm. People don't know Peter Parker yeah. now. And he's like, well, will that fix it? If if they don't know Peter Parker at all, yeah, would that stop them from coming through? And he's like, yeah, it would. And then, you know... It's a nice twist because in the beginning, Peter was like the one who didn't want to do yeah. something for people to forget him. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Strange was like, you got to make a choice at some point. You know, you can't live two lives. And then now it's Peter saying, like, let's do this. We need to stop this. And Doctor Strange is like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, you, nobody will remember you. I won't remember you. Yeah. You will be forgotten to everybody. Yeah. And it kind of shows the growth of the character for for Holland's Peter Parker Mm -hmm. to kind of make the right choice. Yes. Knowing that it's he's sacrificing everything that he has in his world. Yes. But also for Doctor Strange, it's showing growth for him 
kind of opening to his feelings of concern for Peter. Like he's showing yeah. that like he cares about him. I yeah. think he even's about to say like the people you love, like all forget you. Yeah. And he kind of holds back from opening up that much, but yeah. he kind of shows that he, I guess in this moment, be affected by the fact that he's going to do this and he doesn't really want to. Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk about the whole dimensional break for a second. Yeah. We see a lot of beings coming through. The yeah. the barrier is purple. Yeah. That's breaking through in the mm-hmm. sky. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is trying to use magic to make it, to, to heal it. Yeah. And it's, he's using like an, his typical orange or whatever mm-hmm. magic. And it's kind of, it's working-ish, but like it's, he's not holding it too long before yeah. it does it's too powerful for him to control it yeah we see a lot of characters we saw one that looked like it was probably going to be craven mm-hmm. next to him it looked like there was like a scorpion type character mm-hmm. i think we saw a rhino i saw a rhino yeah so those for sure i'm gonna have to see this movie a few more times to try and just get an idea for all of these different characters that yeah. were like in there yeah. they're very hard to tell but like those were the three that i did notice do you think it's possible that any of them got through before the resolution of stopping the the barrier from Maybe. breaking I completely? Mean, I mean, that'd be an easy way to set up having like somebody else in the in the world. Yeah, yeah. Without having to like create the character. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, that they could very well use that as the reason that some new villain exists. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the spell itself. Mm-hmm. This is the conclusion. Everybody's going to forget he's Peter Parker. That includes MJ, that includes Ned, Happy. Everyone's going to forget who Peter Parker is. Yes, yes, everybody forgets who he is. Yes. MJ, he tells he tells MJ and Ned, he mm-hmm. says, you're going to forget me. MJ says, I love you. He's about to say it back. She says, no, save it for when you come and, like, you know, convince me mm-hmm. that you, you know, make me remember, basically. Yeah. I think yeah. the idea was, like, say I love you and that's going to fix it. Yeah. I don't know. What confused me a little bit about that whole moment is, so so the spell's done, everybody forgets he's Peter Parker, or everyone forgets Peter Parker exists. Yeah. So here's my question. Do they still know of him as Spider-Man? See, I think there's a little bit of, con- there's, there's some complications related to this, the effects of this spell, because... I feel like the implication is that anybody who knows Spider-Man and their interactions with Spider-Man, that's intact. Yes. So yeah. he still was a part of the Avengers. Yeah. He still helped with the Thanos mm-hmm. battle. Yeah. Like, history has not changed as far as Spider-Man existing. Right. People know who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he exists, I mean. Right. So my first instinct is to say, based on that, they probably do know that they were involved in this thing at the Statue yeah. of Liberty with Spider-Man for some so reason. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like, so as soon as that spell hit, they're they're still standing there at the Statue yeah. of Liberty, right? So do, in their heads, are they like, how did I get here, or are they like, we just helped Spider-Man and Doctor Strange yeah. save the day? I think that must the second one must be it because it's gonna just, be they just don't in their head they don't know who Spider-Man know who is. Spider-Man they is. just know that they are. Friends with him. Right. And so, obviously, this is this also brings to the question, uh, if this spell works, then it's going to have to, like, delete pictures and, like, it's going to have to work on technology, too, right? Because otherwise they're going to have all that's, kinds of pictures on their phones. That's of- where I'm confused, too, because we do see her at the end of the, the movie where she's at the coffee shop, the donut shop, whatever, mm-hmm. and he's going to go 
you know, read his little note about how uh, everything that happened and, you, you know. Yeah. We're trying to remind her. Mm-hmm. You do see her wearing that broken oh, flower right, that right. she got from him in Far From Home. Right. So that either represents there's something in her head that, like, reminds her that this is important to me because mm-hmm. she wasn't wearing it earlier. Right. So she put that on. Yeah. After the fact. That's a good point. Or it's just, it's just a thing she has and she just wears it and she doesn't think anything of it. Yeah. But like, wouldn't you question how you got it? Uh, And you brought up like pictures and stuff like documentation of his existence would have to disappear, right? Yeah. Physically. Otherwise, wouldn't she have pictures of him and her on her phone or on her walls and her bedroom? Yeah. And not only just MJ, but like, if you think about it, like... Do does he have school records? Does he exist in the tax like in the IRS well, database? <laughs> like, uh, to answer your question about the school, I noticed it the second time. Uh-huh. So he doesn't exist as far as school goes. Okay. Because if you notice when he goes to the apartment at the end, he has a GED, he has a GED test book. Right. So that implies he's no longer going to high school. Okay. And he's gonna get his Right. But I guess that implies he has an identity as right. far as the government's That's concerned. That's what I'm so confused about. I was like, okay, well, if you have an identity, then why didn't you just finish high school? Is this just like too much to deal with? Or like, do you, do you have a, do you, does he have an alternate identity? Does he exist in the government's database as Peter Parker? Does he have a new name? That's a good question. I have question. a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. How does he, how does he have a social security card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the numbers? <laughs> it, it, I do think that, I think they did it just for the, the nature of making it dramatic as far as giving him a consequence. And and mm-hmm. obviously this was a big reboot, retcon, whatever you want yes. to call it, of the character yeah. in the MCU to give him that traditional origin story that mm-hmm. he needed. Yeah. Uh, which I agree. He definitely needed that. Like how does he, how does he have income? How does he pay rent? Exactly. Because if he's no longer in like, if no one knows he exists anymore, yeah. that means he's not on... Aunt May's uh, will. Yeah. So he's not getting any money from her death if she mm-hmm. even has any. Yeah. You know, whatever situation yeah. there. So theoretically, he's got to find a I guess it's implied that he's now going to be doing pictures for the Daily Bugle. Yeah, but to we've make money. never once seen him use a camera in this trilogy so yeah, far. Yeah, but we're in a, we're in a world where like, everyone has smartphones. So it's just like, I know. everyone's a photographer it's, now, right? I know. It's just the... It seems like, I don't know, there's still questions. I mean, that's presuming where the, it's going to the yeah, future, yeah, right? That's, that's true. presuming where we're going. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't really understand, like, why they did the spell the way they did. It, it felt like they could have just done the same spell again, but just worded it correctly. Yeah, just maybe plan I, ahead I instead of making it up as you go along. implication is because they did that one already that it would not reverse that one maybe if they did it again it would just add to it so maybe they had to do something yeah that i was think they had to do something that was different specifically to neutralize that one yeah because technically that spell still exists it's just being overturned by the new spell right and there's no way for them to be drawn to this universe and try to break in if they don't know who peter parker is so they're not mm-hmm. looking for him yeah so that was my other question too, is like, how does the magic spell know that we're only talking about Peter Parker in the MCU? Like, what about the other two Peter Parkers? <sighs> that, see, that's the thing that, that kind of Or anybody me, else. Because I feel like, theoretically, it would do all of the Peter Parkers. Mm-hmm. So like, they're all fucked then. Yeah. And 
on top of that, not just that, what about the people in the MCU world who just are also conveniently person. named Peter Parker? Yeah. Because there's got to be somebody else with the same 100%. name. A hundred percent. So at least... they're going to go home and people are going to be like, who the fuck are you? Who are you? Why are you in my house? Yeah. It's, Saying, it's there's, very... There's a lot of problems that come from this whole idea that this is what they did. Yes. So I'm curious, do you think it's possible that this will ever get reversed as far as people knowing that he's Peter Parker and Spider-Man and all this stuff? I don't think that the spell would ever get reversed, but I think people will find out that he's Peter Do you think it's possible that if they find out he's Peter Parker and Spider-Man and then like maybe to like unlock their memories of something related to like their relationship in the the past, if that's possible? Like do you think something like that could happen? I like that theory. That's interesting. I guess my question, my big question is, is MJ and Ned just completely done? Because they kind of like wrapped it up in a bow. It kind of like they did the Iron Man 3 thing where they were like, we don't know what's going on with this character in the future. So we're going to just kind of give it a nice Mm -hmm. bow conclusion. So like you have a happy ending. Yeah. He's now Spider-Man. You're friendly neighborhood neighborhood Spider-Man. And he's no longer relying on Stark tech. He's just himself. He sewed his own costume. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we got the more traditional red and blue. Uh, which I really loved the color blue that they used. Yeah, it was, it was like really... kind of more like a shiny glimmer mm-hmm. blue. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, yeah, I mean, they really wrapped up uh, MJ and Ned. Like they got into MIT. They were going to mm-hmm. go live in so Boston. Like, are, are we done with them? Are they are they the old chapter? Because there was talks that there would be a new trilogy in mm-hmm. the future at some point. No, no right. time soon. Yeah, I think Feige's even said. Him and Amy Pascal have said that they are currently working on what's next for Spider-Man. Yeah. But we also are seeing Tom Holland sit there and say, like, he doesn't know if he's going to continue the character. Right. We know there's no contract as far as official deals for the future past a cameo, which we don't even have the cameo yet, do we? No. So we don't know what the cameo is going to be in. Yeah. It's a good point. So... I feel like the obvious way for them to go, since MJ and Ned might be leaving, or are kind of But are they, though? Because, I mean, like, does Marvel want to, does Disney, Sony, do all these companies want to lose an actor who's deemed, like, a big, like, name right now? Like, we just saw Dune come out. Mm Mm-hmm. She wasn't a huge part of that movie, but she was a showcase name to get people into that movie yeah and she's gonna be in the next one as a big part so who knows maybe her schedule's gonna be busy with dune and that's why she's yeah kind of written out in this sense yeah but one of the easy places for them to go if they do decide to keep tom and holland or if they're gonna replace them with whoever mm. theoretically i guess his like little brother could replace him in a couple of years <laughs> like because he's an actor well and you don't have to necessarily do anything within the next few years like you yeah. can wait Five plus years. Like they can true. set up other characters and other yeah. situations and come back to like a bigger thing. Yeah. So they What could... about... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, well, if they do decide to reboot at any time, they could potentially have him go to Empire State University where he meets Gwen Stacy, okay. Harry Osborne, and Felicia Hardy. Okay. There's a lot of options there. So that would give him a love interest in mm-hmm. Felicia Hardy. We could see an introduction to a possible, a possible Gwen... Like a spider Gwen. Spider Gwen, yeah. Uh, origin. Mm-hmm. 
and then would we get a second Green Goblin out of maybe him? out of maybe. out of uh, Harry? Harry, or do you think they would go a Venom route using Harry? Mm, that's since possible. that's a thing in the comics as well. And it also makes sense with the end credit scene. Mm-hmm. So that's an option as well. Yeah, oh, I like the idea that, that that they could do like the next stage of his life being mm-hmm. college, and and introduce his next you know life dramas yeah exactly (laughs) just have different people involved but then there's also the possibility of say going on and meeting miles morales and training him Mm -hmm. here's the thing i have with that do i'm torn between the idea of using miles morales in the mcu and growing him there versus using him in a different ms or in a different universe i'm curious if andrew garfield and toby Maguire are on the table now as potential spin-off movies, if you will, mm-hmm. or alternate Spider-Man movies to kind of expand everything without having to use Tom Holland if he wants to take a break or right, whatever. Right, yeah. I I feel like Andrew Garfield would love to do another Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And personally, I'd love to see a Spider-Man 3 mm-hmm. with him yeah. for his universe. Yeah, that um, would be interesting. You know, we also don't know where Maurice takes place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know it's not the MCU because this movie specified that Oscorp does not exist and it's in the trailer that exists for that movie. Yeah. So, and I feel like unless the, they're the, straight up lying to us, that's true. Which is possible. I, you're right. You're, <laughs> you can't rule that out anymore. <laughs> well, you mean lying in the trailer? Yes, lying in the, the trailer. The movie's straight up says no, that the movie Oscorp said it, exist. but what I mean is the trailer can be a flat out lie, yeah. as we just learned. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, but I think tonally it would work in uh, Andrew Garfield. Like universe because mm-hmm. it's very dark feeling and yeah. All that. But I would I would kind of love to see Miles be from a different universe, mm-hmm. either Toby or Andrew, and kind of use them as the yeah. Spider Man that dies. Yeah, Toby would be a good one because he's already got a lot of experience and he doesn't have the like. Yeah, he's cr- got the age to kind of yeah. give you that veteran. Yeah, like this is ha- like this is, he's actually the kind that he's he's got the experience to show you the ropes mm-hmm. without the uh damage that um andrew garfield's comes with where he's gone through a lot of shit yeah. and he stopped pulling his punches yeah, yeah. and all that so like toby mcguire and also he dresses like a cool youth pastor so yeah so he could maybe <laughs> he might he just met miles in church easily recruit young children <laughs> um so yeah, I think that makes I mean, total sense. There's different, you know, directions they could go. Obviously, yeah. MC would be the easiest route if they want to keep it like just a simple like, oh well, he's just in the MCU. We already know he is. Mm-hmm. So, but they can definitely use these characters in a bigger universe connection for like Secret Wars. We've you know everyone's rumoring that Secret Wars is a thing coming up at at some point. Mm-hmm. They could easily use them together in a Secret Wars movie. You know, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. We also mentioned earlier he he could potentially be involved in a Daredevil timeline. Yeah, I mean we've talked we talked about that earlier. Yeah, like, exactly. There's, there's, there's clear just... hints at characters, villains coming in that have dealt with Daredevil and Spider Man. Yes. So, I'd love to see what they could do with that if that's a thing. Yeah, definitely. I just kind of wonder if they're going to do a time jump because I feel like that's the best possible thing they could do is just time jump him when they do decide to do a movie. Mm-hmm. hope he looks more mature physically and oh that's a good point you know use him for a miles morales or something like that you know what i'd really love to see hmm. is a ben riley the Scar- like scarlet spider 
Uh-huh. It's like a whole thing where about a clone of Spider-Man. And I think that would be kind of a fun thing that they could tackle. But I don't know how they would incorporate it directly. They'd have to figure out some clever way of doing it where there's a way that he was cloned. or I guess he could also just be a, an alternate version of Spider-Man from a different universe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Now they've opened the door with the multiverse stuff. Like, is that like a thing that like we we should now expect all the time to like be a thing that can happen? Or is it like they're going to close the window of multiverse at some point and then like you're never seeing stuff like that again? Yeah, I mean, I would, I, I don't know. I don't know if they want to box themselves in. I guess Doctor in. Strange will answer that question potentially. That's a good point. Or Loki. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's another thing too is this did feel very um, contained to Spider-Man, right? This yes. This whole ordeal, it doesn't feel like it's tied to the bigger MCU. It really was a story for him. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like... The events of Loki or WandaVision or right. anything like that have anything to do with why the multiverse is a thing right now. Yeah. With Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like the multiverse is a thing in general. And they all have their own specific ins and outs of like interacting with the multiverse. Yeah. Versus it being one big event happened and now it's affecting everybody. Mm-hmm. That's true. I feel like the only way that this would ever really would tie into the rest of the MCU is whenever that rift, the rifts were open, if anybody did get through, like you said. Mm -hmm. So only time will tell that. As far as like the whole, like people forgetting who Peter Parker is Mm -hmm. or that he exists. What about like, you know, we we were talking, you were talking about like, does that entail other universes and stuff? Mm -hmm. What about the, what about the quantum realm? Cause isn't that like the whole thing was like, that was, irrelevant to time and space and like mm-hmm. that's why stuff wasn't affected in the quantum realm when the snap happened yeah I think- so would that be the same kind of rules or do you think it would be it would play differently where nothing is safe Dude, and also question. i guess also i guess like the realm from shang chi but i guess that doesn't really matter because they don't know him personally anyway yeah so. that's what i'm saying like is anybody even in the quantum realm right yeah. now that knows who peter parker is so. or just space in general i guess yeah like, is it is it about everything in the universe or is it just on earth i think it's in- everything because the spell was supposed to take care of all of the guys trying to get in so it's got to be ev- everything in the multiverse that's is how is who the spell affects. But isn't isn't the wording in the spell though? Everybody in the world will forget. Oh, I don't. You'd He's be a Peter better Parker. Person. That's impossible. I'll I, have to. Like, I'm going to see it again, and okay. hopefully, I'm not just adding words to it. But I feel like yeah. the wording was very specific. Like it was the world. So, in that sense, then like that means technically, like the guardians wouldn't be affected, and the yeah. uh, Thor wouldn't be affected, and Captain Marvel wouldn't be affected. Like, right. So, Fury even to an extent. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll go check it again. Sounds good. Oh, well, I mean, you can watch it with me, I guess. Oh, I'll love it. yeah? If I'm lucky? Yeah. <laughs> Where does this lie in the MCU timeline? Well, we know it's directly after Far From Home. Right. Which puts it... Well, we know it's also between October and December. So, we know it starts when they come back from their summer trip. Mm-hmm. And it ends around Christmas time because during the movie, MJ's boss says take down the Halloween decorations because it's it's after Halloween. Yeah. 
and there's then, a whole bunch of other places that have Christmas decorations. And then up. there's Christmas decorations going forward. Yes. Also, we see near the end there is a billboard for the Rogers musical, which we know is tied into the yes. Hawkeye series yes. trailer. So yeah, um, which good catch on that because I did not catch that. So presumably this is just December of 2024. Yeah. After the snap. Mm-hmm. Like uh, basically a over a a little over a year since the snap. Yeah. To bring everybody back. And we know, okay, so WandaVision was two weeks after Endgame. That was about October. Falcon Winter Soldier was about three to six months. That put it about about January to April of 2024, mm-hmm. it seems. Uh, Loki, we don't really know. It's irrelevant, really, because of the whole concept of that show. Shang-Chi, I think we speculated it was about April, March or April of 2024. Maybe 2025, depending on how something that we don't really have full details on plays out. Mm-hmm. And then Eternals, we don't really know. But we think it is around the events of Far From Home in this movie, right? So right. really, it seems like everything's pretty close together in time within the year of Endgame. Mm-hmm. And again, this is kind of like a secluded thing where it wouldn't really have an effect with the Eternals. It wouldn't have an effect with Shang-Chi. That's true. So... They could all theoretically be around the same time and it wouldn't really be an issue. That's true. And I think this works well because, you know, we see Wong leave in the beginning of this movie into a portal to to Camertage, right? Mm-hmm. And he pops up in the Shang-Chi movie. So, mm-hmm. like, it's possible those are all intertwined with, like, mm, that's true. him dealing with that shit. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Loki, though, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Where was the TVA? Why is that? Was that not relevant to this whole situation? Because theoretically, even if the TVA doesn't exist in current time, time is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Therefore, any timeline of the TVA would be able to come to correct a event like this. Yeah. So I'm curious if like that's just we're just supposed to just kind of ignore that and like, or is there an actual reason why it doesn't? I mean, maybe exist? they're actively pursuing the Loki situation right now. And so they're like distracted. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess in my head it's like there's infinite timelines of yeah. TVAs that would possibly be doing yeah. the job. Or maybe they weren't concerned because it doesn't matter what outcome, there's always a solution that doesn't affect the timeline. Okay. Because he does end up sending everybody back and fixing it. Okay. So it must be how it's supposed to happen. All right. Well, that's the movie. Let's get into the mid-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the weakest ones I've seen yep. in a long time, I'd say. So we got, uh, you were kind of right. You called this Venom. Mm-hmm. Showed up. Tom Hardy showed up. Well, I guess technically Eddie Brock showed up, not yeah. Venom. Uh, getting drunk at the bar, presu- presumably in the resort that he mm-hmm. was in his Venom end credit scene yeah where he was teleported which presumably that was now mcu because of the first spell in this movie yeah which brought him to the mcu which i just it just dawned on me i don't know what i think it, it also explains why venom was so intrigued with peter parker because the symbiote already knew a peter like the symbiote knowledge knew of a peter parker and all of the people and individuals from the other universes knew to be they were they were after him. So that was okay. why he was drawn so to So it him. wasn't necessarily that he saw his face and was like, 
I know that face. No. It was because he was basically given the the knowledge yes. of Peter Parker. He was drawn to Spider Man because of the spell. Because of the spell, yes. And so it kind of went back to his. What do they call that? Where they have the, the collective knowledge. The collective knowledge. So yes. like it's because of the Toby McGuire Spider Man. Yes. Venom ordeal is what allowed him to know about yes. his existence as a thing. Right. And then the spell kind of drew him to him. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But then why wouldn't they have gone for him during the events of this? Because uh, apparently he just sat in a bar and got drunk talking to the bartender. Yeah. Who we know loves football. Yeah. That's true. It's life It's to him. life. Yeah. Um. So the difference with Venom, between Venom and any of the other individuals that were after him or that were after Peter Parker is that Eddie Brock does maintain control at least maybe it's not control but he there's another consciousness that's sharing the same body so mm-hmm. Eddie Brock could just be like yeah that's, we're not gonna do that we're just gonna sit here and we're figure out what's going that's on that's true they have like a whole argumentative relationship yeah, where they yeah. kind of aren't on the same page yeah um yeah so he's just getting drunk going on Getting caught up by the bartender about how there's superpowered beings in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he references the Hulk. He references uh, Spider-Man. He references Iron Man, Thanos. Mm-hmm. Like this whole whole thing. Yeah. And then he is, I guess, sent back along with all the other villains from this movie mm-hmm. where they go back to their timeline. Yeah. But not before he leaves a little piece of himself yeah which so here's the thing here's why i think this was a really stupid end credit because Mm -hmm. or mid credit i think this contradicts a lot of things because as far as i'm aware with the venom movies the the narrative we got is if a piece of venom symbiote attaches to somebody else it becomes a spawn of a new symbiote Mm -hmm. you know carnage happened yeah presumably toxin will happen um, so why, it seems like the, the implication is that that little thing is now going to be, the symbiote for Venom is in the MCU and now will be Venom in the MCU at some point. Yeah. Or presumably is going to seek out Spider-Man to now become the black symbiote costume, mm-hmm. which kind of is a needed for Venom's existence, right? Right. But why was it not teleported back with the rest of with Tom Hardy and Venom? Is it because yeah. Venom was inside Tom Hardy and not physically out as a character? And so Yeah, that's what so I So he was brought back with Tom Hardy physically mm-hmm. and this was left because of, of It doesn't not being connected. But like at the same time, it's technically a living organism that knows that he is Spider-Man and Peter Parker. So therefore yeah. he would have theoretically been set back to the little speck. Yeah, you would Venom. think. I'm assuming it's not the whole thing of Venom. It's just part of it. Right? right, yeah, it's just a little piece. So I feel like that contradicts the whole idea of how they come in and out of this world with the spell. Yeah. I see. I mean, obviously it's just kind of like convenience of writing for getting Venom here. It, it's clever in the sense of like finding a way to get Venom here, but like... Mm-hmm. I have this thing where if you introduce rules within a unrealistic like universe, then I expect those rules to be followed. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. 
And to me, you implemented rules within Venom's world. Yeah. Therefore, and the MCU. So therefore, I feel like they need to be followed. And like, I think this is a contradicting to them. Like, we're not going to follow those rules. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They they have no shirts on. Yeah. There's no shirts involved whatsoever. There's no rules. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Because like in my whole little breakthrough that I just had, where the symbiote has this collective knowledge that knows who Peter Parker, that knows Peter Parker and Spider-Man. That would exist inside the little speck that he left. So that negates the whole thing where I said, well, if the symbiote, the symbiote doesn't know who Peter is without having a host. If the only thing is that doesn't see, that doesn't make sense unless for some reason the symbiote cannot access the collective knowledge without having a host. Mm -hmm. So. And by this logic too, with the whole collective knowledge if it does expand to everybody mm-hmm. in any universe anywhere, mm-hmm. now it won't know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. So any symbiote theoretically who has ever encountered Spider-Man mm-hmm. wouldn't know yeah. that he's Peter Parker at this point. Right? Right. So even if the symbiote little speck is here in the MCU, theoretically it wouldn't know to go to Peter Parker now. Right. But Unless it's because it's in its DNA of having Peter Parker's... Spider-Man blood. Yeah. From, you know, the Tobey Maguire movie, mm-hmm. specifically. All in all, probably, like, a pretty weak mid credit scene. I feel like... Yeah, well, I just... I it, it, It's kind of like... It, it's very disappointing after you see the hopes of, oh, they're bringing Venom to the MCU, and they go and just take him back out, like, within... Yeah. One day of never yeah. even interacting with it's anybody. Like trolling to So, it, that's really what it is that's trolling. But I guess the idea was that it was their way of bringing the symbiote without having it to be Tom Hardy. Yes. But they could also pull a fast one on us too and then like be like, oh, somehow Tom Hardy finds a way to fucking travel back to get the rest of his symbiote because he realized he left part of it or something. I don't know. That's the other thing that's confusing. There could be some stupid narrative there. I don't know. Yeah. But like the implication is that there's now going to be two Venoms mm-hmm. based off the same symbiote. Or is there? Because... Or are there? Yeah. Or are there? <laughs> because technically, whenever a, a, the one of the symbiotes pieces gets formed to a new host, it forms a new symbiote. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. So it's so logically, mm-hmm. the one in the MCU, even if it touched Peter Parker or whoever mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. Eddie Brock, whatever in this world, mm-hmm. it wouldn't theoretically be Venom. It right. would be a different symbiote mm-hmm. that was spawned from Venom. Exactly. So. But that's fucking up the canon more. Yeah, it's all fucked up. Which defeats the whole point of bringing the symbiote to the universe. Yeah, they're probably going to change the fucking rules on us. Same situation. They made rules and they decided to break them and now I bet you they're going to break the rules again. Because it's gonna. they're probably just going to have it be just regular Venom in mm-hmm. the MCU. Yeah, and I mean that'll be something that I'd love to see. Yeah. At a later date, especially with the traditional Spider-Man they've seemed to have given us. Mm-hmm. By the end of this movie, but I feel like it just wouldn't make sense how he's here. Yeah. All right. So I think there's a lot of questions that they now have us asking Mm -hmm. as far as what they've introduced with the Venom leaving the MCU abruptly. Yeah. They also gave us a teaser trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. At the end of the, as an end credit scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to get fully into that here. Um, but basically 
we got a good glance at Doctor Strange uh, dealing with the consequences of this movie, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see cameos from Wanda. We see cameos from American Chavez, which we knew was rumored to be in the movie and later announced. Wong we see in there. Mm -hmm. Mordo. Yeah. We see some creatures and a lot of fucking magic. A lot of magic. Very exciting. Very interesting. And there was a nice twist with uh, Doctor Strange, or is there? I yeah. feel like there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of uh, the Marvel, yeah, uh, misdirect going on with mm-hmm. this trailer, and we're gonna yeah. so we will break this down in a separate episode. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. Yes, but for now let's uh, let's give our final report on Spider Man No Way Home. First up, the anus. Uh, this is what was really shitty, or we hated. Um, for me, that was the Max Dillon Electro plot hole because overall I really liked the story and I really liked what they did and why they did it, but I don't, I need an explanation for that because it really kind of ruins a fairly large, important plot point because I don't have an explanation as to why he's there since we talked about it. Okay. Because he's the literal, he's the reason that the villains turn, there's... He's not the reason, but he's one of the main reasons. He he's the first to to shift alliances yeah. after Green Goblin. Yeah, and he's throws the, a wrench in the whole exactly curing everybody. Yeah, so he's kind of the. the I mean, second, he was already kind of iffy. He's like, I, yeah, I don't feel right he about was this. On the, he Something was on the border. Right. Yeah, and then so he's the first do, second domino to fall, and so I don't know. I have a lot of problems with. I, I try. I try not to think about it because I really mm. like the movie overall. But I think that piece, if I could just get an explanation as to why he's there, even though he doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider Man, then I would feel better about it. Okay, for me, I think not that it was like the real. It was not that I really hated it, but like it, it bothers me enough that this was probably one of the bigger negatives for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated that they didn't bring a new villain into this movie i not that they need to do a sinister six but like i guess i feel like it would have been fun for fans and viewers to see the next villain Mm -hmm. like introduced into the mcu yeah not necessarily with a conclusion to that character but like just it would have been nice to like see what other characters will there be you know we got the whole scorpion thing Mm -hmm. teased and there was no payoff with that so are they planning to go into the future movies at some point with a scorpion because that you know i'm waiting for that yeah i guess it's teased by the fact that they had uh silhouettes of a scorpion in in the the end of this movie during the uh the dimensional break but uh, i just feel like it was a missed chance to uh kind of expand on the universe and the different villains available, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we obviously got the ones we got because they wanted to tell a legacy story of these characters mm-hmm. and, like, you know, fan service to everybody. But, like, it doesn't, like, make sense that we wouldn't have seen other villains, right? Because mm-hmm. it just seems weird that it's it's only the ones that were in these movies. Like, yeah. there's infinite universes exactly. as far as we're aware. So, yeah. you're telling me there's... Like, Venom alone proves that... They they are they were there were other ones coming mm-hmm. through so like it doesn't make sense that we wouldn't have seen other villains or uh, characters that just even knew Spider Man and weren't villains you know right right because it wasn't necessarily villains it was just anybody who knew them yeah um so I thought that was kind of like a little ridiculous because we 
You're telling us that they're just conveniently only the ones from the movies that no, were, we already that know. we knew about <laughs> were the ones that showed through. Yeah, it's a little too convenient. I agree. Yeah, like there had to have been some. Like you could have teased Spider Gwen. You could have teased a different Spider Man. Even like it didn't yeah. necessarily have to be the three. I get why they did the three Spider Man, but like same factor of like you could have given us more of a into the Spider Verse, I guess, kind of thing where mm-hmm. you you uh, tease some other variants or something yeah next up is the appendix what we found unnecessary or a missed opportunity um i thought this would have been a perfect opportunity to bring in a spider gwen so okay so we're on the same page yeah took that one down on my sails i did not um i mean it's gonna happen yeah we are going to have a spider gwen and i would love to see if they get emma stone back because that would be perfect if they did that yeah for the same reasons that you mentioned, I think that this was a perfect opportunity for them to bring in more characters that people want, but we haven't seen yet. So, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Like, we didn't get Kirsten Dunst, we didn't get yeah. Emma Stone in this, like, we, mm-hmm. we didn't get some of the supporting characters, you know? Yeah. Which would have been cool to see. Yes. Um, for me, I think it was just the whole Ned being, like, potentially magic mm-hmm. capable. I yeah. think that was kind of an, I don't know. I feel like it's implied maybe they're setting up another potential character for a young avengers maybe i don't know or maybe they're gonna go a deadlier hobgoblin route if he like ends Mm -hmm. up being a bad guy maybe they are setting him up as a villain Mm -hmm. you know because they did have that moment where he's like i promise i'll never turn into a super villain and try and kill you yes i know it was played as a joke but like Maybe that's foreshadowing that maybe yeah. it does happen, especially point. if he doesn't remember that he was best friends with him. Yeah, he's going to MIT. He'll get the ability to like use tech and learn how to build a bunch of fucking cool shit. Mm-hmm. So maybe he does take on this hobgoblin mindset later on. Yeah, it's, it's good. And then he would be even deadlier if he had the ability to use magic, right? Yeah, definitely. So I think that was kind of a unnecessary thing that they. Did the whole magic thing, unless it's supposed to be a build-up for a future payoff. All right. The muscle. What was the strong or the weak points? Um, for me, the, the really strong point was the humor and the, the Spider-Men dynamic between all the three Spider-Men. Um, and just the little jokes that were done about that. Like, around that subject. And mostly by Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I feel like it was really great. Um, that was, I feel like, helped... Uh, carry those plot lines along um and the weak points i think that like i've mentioned before there was absolutely no reason for those spells that spell to fail Mm -hmm. i need a reason why you couldn't just stop and say okay let's figure it out and then start again (laughs) because that doesn't make any sense to me so the only thing is i I guess it's just the idea that it's like it's a live yeah process and so you can't just pause it yeah it's maybe. an online video game you can't pause oh sorry you know that's it what just i'm seems, that's what i'm getting it just out of seems it. unrealistic to me in this world of magic that <laughs> you can't just stop a spell but oh if you have the time stone you theoretically could have paused it if that's true way to go thanos yeah um for me i think a weak point was the fact that it just felt like disjointed with some of the like the plot stuff like you kind of said earlier about electro uh, that's an example where it's like he didn't necessarily know he was peter parker or spider-man so like it didn't really make any sense that he was there um it felt like it was just kind of like just don't 
think too hard about some things just because we're, you know, we're doing this whole mm-hmm. legacy thing for the character. Yeah. Um, they just wanted Jamie Foxx in the movie. But, like, there was other stuff where, like, the spell wasn't even necessary. It felt like the plot itself was a little spotty with points, you know, like, plot holes and all that stuff. But, like, the overall package, I think, was satisfying enough that people can probably look past it, even yeah. though they are obvious issues. Things I really did think were were strong points of the movie, I think the relationships that they built with MJ... And and Peter, I think the the relationship they showed with Peter and, and Aunt May and also Doctor Strange, I think like showing us that he is losing something in this movie. Yeah. Like it's not just what we've been seeing in the last couple of movies where he didn't really have these like clear relationships with them. It it, it feels like you see the loss that he's he's dealing with. Yeah. All right, let's get to the heart of the issue, what we love the most or really enjoyed. Um, For me, it was the redemption for Garfield's Spider-Man catching MJ, his snarky comments. I think that just all around that character, every part of him coming back was probably the most enjoyable part of the movie. Yeah, same. I, I absolutely adored what they did with Andrew Garfield's Mm-hmm. role in this movie i know it wasn't huge yeah uh and it wasn't the focus of the movie but like i think it definitely redeemed the character mm-hmm. uh you got people excited for the possibility of continuing his story yeah at the very least it gave us closure for his character exactly you know it you know it showed us he got bitter and he stopped pulling his punches mm-hmm. but it also showed us that he at some point redeemed himself on that end yes and he's no longer doing that Mm-hmm. And he was able to save MJ. Yeah. Okay. And finally, the brain. The really clever and smart things or dumb things. Um, so for me, I think that it was, even though it's annoying that they're doing this now, I think that it was pretty clever. Their straight up lies in the trailer because about Doctor Strange or mm-hmm. around the whole Doctor Strange scene because well, it, they're getting so much more clever with their like misdirect because it's not just changing a scene with CGI now it's literally having a completely different scene that they filmed yes and I think it really kind of helped keep the movie interesting because so much these days is like. There's so much press around the release of these big movies and there's people that go on the internet and spoil things. Mm. And like this was one of those things where because they straight up lied <laughs> in the trailer, you you were always going to be surprised by what happened. And mm. so I like that because it's nice to see a trailer or two and get a teaser. But like I don't really like finding out about a lot about movies before I see them yeah. because it's nicer to experience it as you're watching it. Yeah, you know, we always talk about how it would have been cool to see this as in the movie and not know about it in the trailer. You know, like Thor was a perfect example with Mm -hmm. uh, Ragnarok where they showed Hulk in the arena in that trailer. And it would have been so fun to go into that movie not expecting Hulk and seeing that happen. Exactly. Uh, And we didn't get that. So this was a good kind of manifestation yeah. of that where they kind of made us think that there was something else going on and so we kind of mm-hmm. went crazy with our predictions and mm-hmm. went off the rails about what's going to happen the spider-man right yeah we, we all 
you know, the world was divided on whether or not yeah. Toby and Angie were going to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty confident they had plans to do a trailer mm-hmm. before the release that showed them mm-hmm. and give that oh shit moment tease yeah. Yeah. to get people in seats. But yeah. I think they realized at one point the marketing of whether they were in the movie was enough to to get people in seats rather than actually showing what Yeah, just people arguing on the internet about it was enough yeah, to get people to be like, well, now I have to see Promoting if it be. for them. Yeah, exactly. I'm really glad we didn't get that. Yeah, me Even too. though we were like, I'm pretty confident we're getting it. Even though you could see in yeah. the screenshot, you're like, it's pretty clear mm. they're fighting two other people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was still a lot of evidence. Yeah. And what was really fun too was there was a moment too where I think when the scenes were Andrew and Toby were talking on the Statue of Liberty Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew's got his hand on the rail. Mm-hmm. That's like a whole thing that was like leaked or whatever. And people were like trying to figure out if it was a fake video or not of him actually in the movie or if it was like somebody that, you know, faked the whole deep fake or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting to see that moment and kind of like be like, oh, I recognize that from just everybody's debating whether it's mm-hmm. a thing or not. Uh, as for me, the brains, I think just the fact that they took 20 years of these Spider-Man movies that, you know, seemingly didn't have any connection and were just Sony trying to reboot every time and creating a complete legacy out of these. Like they they've connected it in a in a way that it's not just made this movie a strong conclusion for the MCU trilogy. It's created a new perspective of going back to the old movies now. So now we're going to go back to the Amazing Spider-Man movies and feel like happier about what's going on and what happens with the Lizard and Electro and Gwen because yeah. we know the redemption that he gets, you yeah. know? Like it, it's going to bring a new level of perspective, I think, watching these movies again. Yeah. In appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. All right. Well, I think that's about it for our... Anatomy of Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Give us a new meaning to the title, right? No yeah. Way Home was yeah. not at all. Not at all what we were expecting. the MCU. <laughs> yeah. And him leaving. Yeah. Like is what I might, you know, that was kind of my, my thought was he was going to be going into like a, a Sony-verse mm-hmm. and, and away from the MCU, uh, which they kind of did, I guess, in a way, or at least allowed potential because... They kind of, again, set up in this bow tie ending where they can kind of now keep him separate from MCU stuff, even if he's technically in the MCU, mm-hmm. if Sony were to go and do their own storyline right, without yeah. Marvel. Who knows? Maybe that was like the whole plan between Disney and Sony for the whole contract negotiations. Who knows? But at the very least, it's good to see that there's potential for more movies. Yeah, Definitely. So uh, let's give out our final ratings, I guess, for this. We've talked, I think, enough about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, easily a dissect it. I, I know I have my gripes with the movie, mm-hmm. but like just what it represents, what it does, not just for this MCU version of Spider-Man, but for like the entire franchise altogether. I just think it was fantastic. I, I had a great time watching two and a half hours and I just smiled the whole time and mm-hmm. I was able to be forgiving for things, especially knowing that they they fixed the issues that I was having with what 
Spider-Man was in the MCU. Mm -hmm. It's still weird to be like, oh, so he had like this whole life before he was just his origin story. Like, really, that's yeah. what they did, right? This movie was an origin story. Yeah, a really for long. It origin was a really story. spread out origin story. Yeah, that's exactly what it seems like. Yeah, I think um, one of my like it's absolutely a dissect it for me, not just because of the quality of the movie, but of of how it comes to the front of the pack amongst other movies these days. Like, I feel like it's, we're finally getting back to that, like, oh, shit, there's this big movie that everybody mm -hmm. cares about and there's something to be said about being in a yeah, showing of that I mean, kind of movie where everybody's excited and you want, like, people want to clap and things mm -hmm. like that, you know? I'm seeing a lot of people online say that they've seen the movie multiple times already. Mm -hmm. So I think this is kind of a another endgame level type. Like, I don't know if it'll be as big, but... Right. I think it's the next best thing mm -hmm. post <laughs> yeah. pandemic yeah. Or, or current pandemic, whatever you want to categorize yeah. it. Post beginning of pandemic, at yes. least. Yeah. <laughs> so I am definitely satisfied with what they did uh, within the, the restraints that they had to mm -hmm. work with. Yeah. To give us what we uh, as fans have been wanting to see. Yes. And it sounds like we're DTF. Yeah. All right, that is it for our episode. Thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate you. Don't forget to rate our podcast on whatever your podcast service is. Apparently you can rate on Spotify now. So if you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. We would love to see that. That'd be fun. Also, follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Check out our website, DTFCast.com, or send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com. You can send us content requests or suggestions or whatever. Well, we're happy to respond. If you have a second, just leave us a review. We would be so appreciative because we'd like to get some feedback and know how we're doing. Be sure to look for the rest of our Doctor Strange trailer breakdown. And we will also, in the coming week or so, have a Hawkeye Anatomy of episode. Yes. That's it for Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye <laughs> <laughs>